0: Oh, uh, hi, hi, I'm like howdy, hi, and get a Christmas boo. Uh, welcome to the best thing you watched this week. Hopefully, it <laughs> is. It's the best thing we watched this week. Chris from Movies and Munchies, Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. Okay. If it's your first time, thank you for joining us on the randomness of the best things that we watched, talking about the best things in movies, TV, whatever kind of is the thing that our googly eyes had a look at. That's what we're talking about. Also, in the ONI podcast section that's exclusive to podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we talk about the news and what we're looking forward to coming and any kind of stories you want to add in on there. Our Patreon, I'm very excited for this week. If you want to join us, check the, the comment sections down below, wherever you're watching this or listening to us. There'll be a link to our Patreon. And this week we are doing posters, but posters, they're a little bit different. They're obscured. And we're going to have to see if the memory of the color palette that you can kind of see in the shape of them, whether we can guess each other what the movie posters is, what the title is. Um, I've, of course, chosen obscure 1920 Brazilian posters for Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I told Ruben is that
1: I chose easy ones or at least well-known ones. But what he doesn't know is that most of them are in Mandarin and so these are (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's gonna be a
0: lot of fun that's a good game if it goes well we may do it a couple of times if you want to check out what we get up to uh on our patreon we've already got on each other's channels we've got a couple of videos representing what we get up to and i believe next week we're going to add another kind of free look at what it is you can get out of it and it's a really fun one so check out that (laughs) next week uh we had a lot of fun doing that one but Yes. We should get into it. We're going to start with the the movie quiz. Uh, Yes. I didn't have anybody on my list, but Chris, I believe you might have had a couple.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. A couple of people did did get it correct, but our first person to Mm. get all three of the quotes correct, now I'll give you the answers first, it's Heathers, Armageddon, And Coming to America. And (laughs) I'm so thrilled that I got them all too. I didn't get them with the partial quote. Yeah, Yeah. I was excited. Nice. Uh, Once I got the full quotes, I was like, oh, that changes what I thought it was. (laughs) But now I think I do know what it was. And I I, I turned out I was correct. So that's awesome. But All About Mill One is the YouTube username uh, who was first to get all three of those. Congratulations. That's awesome. woo Yeah, that's cool. So um, we'll have... I don't know who's going to be the ne- the next winner. Ruben, do you have
0: some? some I uh, do. I, ha- I have new ones. Just a shout out again to Nostromo, who's been our leading champion for weeks on end. Um, he's the guy to beat. And obviously this week we have a new champion. So congratulations again. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to what people say, because sometimes they say the most obscure opposite to what the film actually is. And that always makes me chuckle. Uh, but go ahead give it a go and if you do a really bad answer we may even still say what your answer was (laughs) just for the fun of it uh okay chris are you ready
1: i am ready well as better as much as i can be
0: okay um two words oh no mr bitey see that sounds familiar okay
1: okay no give me the whole thing
0: it's not gonna help really
1: Oh, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Bitey. <laughs> no, that didn't help. That no. was uh <laughs> and you've definitely uh... seen it and you do like the film, I think. Okay.
1: Yeah, I it, it does not come to mind.
0: So, okay. 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 I drink your something. I drink it up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to give that word, I think, really does give it away, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I give it? Do people need it? Uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead and give it. Unless you, yeah, okay. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Okay. (laughs) Number three, the final one. Naughty Vampire God. no what no okay i'm gonna be naughty i'm gonna be a naughty vampire guard well that
1: changed the direction i think i was going but that didn't help at all okay
0: i'll be interested to see who gets this i've probably seen that film eight or nine times oh wow yeah
1: do you think i've seen
0: it oh like a bunch of times 100 percent. okay Huh. I don't know how okay. many times, but it's, yeah. Okay. It, it's a good one. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so so I'm batting, what, 30% out of this one because I I, I know one of them. The, this first <laughs> and the last, I don't know. But let us know. Put your guesses down in the comments, and we'll give the, the winner a shout-out next week. Um, who's it going to be? I don't know. Mm. All right. May I ask a question?
0: It depends on the question.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, (laughs) okay. If you could change the sounds your body makes, so think like burp, fart, yawn, sneeze, whatever, Mm. what new sound effect would you
0: replace the normal sounds of your body with? That is such a good question. That's great. (laughs) I really like that. Because I know offhand, I would really like to change my snoring because uh, I'm overweight I uh, snore a lot, and whenever I get cold, or, or uh, let's talk about the the atmosphere is giving us all the seedlings and then coming at your nose, <laughs> and you take all of that to your bed, and then your wife is like, "Oh, why would he shut the hell up?" Um, that, so I would like to change it, but because you have to change it with a different sound, and I can make it any sound I wanted. I'm guessing that's the question. Yeah, I could be like make it so much more annoying.
1: <laughs> you went the complete opposite <laughs> direction, I thought. <laughs>
0: no, no, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. You could just have the, the the most irritating, grinding noise sound, and you can't hear it, because when you snore, you know. Ew, yeah. You're like, I don't snore. What are you talking about? Is there proof? Have you recorded me? No. So, uh, I don't snore. However, it could be something like a yap from a dog, high-pitched yap oh. that just- Instead of snoring,
1: (laughs) I think you'd get murdered in your sleep. (laughs) I think I would. I I don't think that would last long. (laughs) Divorce (laughs) might be a real option. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. See, before you went uh, the the route you went, (laughs) I was saying when you said snoring, it like, ooh, hey, I snore too. So I was Mm. like, you know what? That's a I could replace my snoring with like white noise,
0: right? Because that would be that might actually help the partner because you can like the sound of the waves or the wind Uh, or rain. Imagine your nose goes. Would that be all the time though? So like you speak and then you breathe in, and anyway, I was going, and then I (laughs) was. Well, that would be a just
1: That'd distracting, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. That person's weird.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh. See, I think if I could change like if I changed my sneeze mm. to like a foghorn. Right. You know, but but one of those that is like like earth shattering, like just soul shaking, you know, where where it has that that bass to it that mm. just travels through walls so that my neighbors could feel me <laughs> sneeze. That would be
0: <laughs> How about The sound has changed to Morgan Freeman's voice narrating the Lord of the Rings. So when you go to sleep, instead of (laughs) snoring, Morgan Freeman says, And the hobbits, they ventured out. They were going on an adventure. Bilbo. (laughs) (laughs) He was precisely
1: on time. <laughs> would, would it continue where you left off or does
0: it start over every single night depends if one's hell or one's heaven <laughs> uh, 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 if it's hell just has, repeats the same intro <laughs> i never find out what happens
1: uh. or or your snoring could be um what is it uh, the the rickroll song oh, you know <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be murder grounds yeah. for murder oh, also yeah. i think mm-hmm. and, and and the person that that committed that would probably totally get off because mm-hmm. it would be like ju- justifiable the judge would be like, right there
0: i don't know why we're here you're fine <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> next case yeah <laughs> oh all right so let us know in the comments what uh if you could change a body sound what would you change it to um that has the potential to be just absurd and funny. I think that's so been my favorite some. question
0: so far. That is funny. <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Oh man. All right. So, uh, how about we dive into the some of the best things that we watched this week? Yeah. Does that sound I'm good, just good to you? I'm going to put
0: my phone on airplane mode because I just remembered it, in the recording oh. there's probably going to be <laughs> and I got to use it because I have. <laughs> I'm a little bit more prepared this week because I have it like all my lists and stuff. <laughs> I feel, sometimes feel unprepared. All right, so um, I've got a surprise for you, Chris. Oh, yeah, go for the, it. Be, the best thing that I watched this week uh-huh. is a movie you've been trying to get me to watch for ages, and I stuck it on and it said, Chris says this is really good, especially considering last week we watched <laughs> The Innocents, and we were like, why did we listen to Chris? And I was like, and Kirsten's like, Are you sure? And then she started watching, It's like, I don't want to watch this again, because there's a repeat because it's 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 a hard going start and you feel for the characters but once Mm -hmm. you're in like 30 minutes into the film man i was just happy i was just golden it was just great and i could see this being on my rewatch list because it's a feel-good film but it takes half an hour to get into there. can you guess what it is chris
1: uh, well, if I with the thing the the one that immediately comes to mind with a like a hard start, like an emotional hard start, and then mm. becomes like that is the way way back.
0: Yeah, that's what we watched. That's the first time we've watched it. Yes, good lord, Sam Rockwell. I could just watch Sam Rockwell as this character all day long, he just knocks it out of the park. I want him to be my dad. Like, I, I love my dad, but like. <laughs> He's a good role model. Like, he's the guy that doesn't have all things figured out. But he just... I guess he comes at life in the the correct way. Compared to this other kid who's slightly autistic, I think that would be fair to say. Uh, there's definitely... He definitely has some learning disability. And he comes into this relationship with... A broken relationship with his mother. His mother's got a new boyfriend who who is a douchebag. Uh, like, just... No way, no two ways about it. He plays enough of a good guy to get away with not being out mm-hmm. outed straight away, which is always what douchebags do, I guess. The cast it in itself is fantastic. Tony Collette, my gosh, I just love her character. She plays that mum character perfectly. But once we get to the water park, I'm just like I could watch sequel after sequel of this movie series, just of them in the water park and coming of age stuff. Man, I loved it. It was so good. It's a good, good film.
1: I'm so happy you guys got to watch this. <laughs> I mean, this that's why it's like in my top uh, top five movies, like of all time, because I watch it. I'll watch it a couple of times a year, um, and it really is. I mean the the amount of the amount of humor. That is in there that, you know, some of it, some of it is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, and that's okay. Um, but then when it's mixed with the heartfelt moments, and I think these moments that, that Sam Rockwell delivers, they're so just, they're touching, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're palpable and yet they feel genuine in this conversation.
0: Very real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Loved it. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. See? Okay. So I've redeemed myself with a recommendation (laughs) there. (laughs) So it's 50-50 now next time.
0: (laughs) We'll see see your next recommendation.
1: Uh. Oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? What's funny is the top of my list is a Sam Rockwell film.
0: Amazing. Um, Okay.
1: Yeah. It's um, See How They Run, which Mm. is a murder mystery that uh, hit – some theaters this week. I don't know how wide of a release it actually got. Um, Mm. It's, it's a whodunit. It's a, like a play within a play almost because we have Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan playing an inspector and a constable for the, um, the British uh, police. And a murder has happened on the set of a play in West end. And Mm. the play is Agatha Christie's mousetrap. Oh. Now, something that I didn't really know, and I only found out afterwards, we looked it up, is that there is a, um, I guess, a clause that Agatha Christie's Mousetrap could not be published in a in a uh, in a book form or story, like written story, and this then the like no film or anything, until it had stopped playing in the theater for six months. Wow and and so like i think Agatha Christie was like ah it'll be out in like 12 weeks no big deal <laughs> um so this started in like the 50s and the the first time that it actually stopped was in 2020 because of covid like it was forced wow. to shut down yeah and so it's um but that that storyline that's real life takes form inside the movie okay oh, cool. and he, yeah so you nice have a, you have a big you have a big cast of characters. You have Adrian Brody, hmm. who is a director of the film um, right. that they want to make of this play, and he narrates some of it. Hmm. And so he's uh, he's kind of aware, like like the movie's mildly self aware of what okay. it is. That's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, but really, I mean, Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan together they're um because she's like newbie like just a like like entry level constable and right. he's an inspector and they get paired together even though sam rockwell doesn't want to be paired with that and so you have her um she's very bright but she's also near excited and oh, so okay. she hmm. she she reads into things and jumps
0: to conclusions yeah like I've seen a bit of often. the trailer yeah which is like <laughs> it's this and he's like. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think if you've seen the play, well, if you've seen the play, you know what the movie is, but um and I you haven't. know what the reveal is, but yeah, I didn't know either. And so there was the who done it. I think from a mystery angle, it works. It, nice. it it keeps you guessing enough, but it's also lighthearted, so it's mm. not this this absolutely oh my gosh, you know, this mm, what is it? Spellbinding Heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly not heavy and dramatic like in that moment. I mean, there's some dramatic moments to it, you mm-hmm. know, and you feel some some weight between the characters. But it's you have a lot of fun, and I think that's really what it came down to. Is that I I felt good while watching it, and mm-hmm. it, made, it put a smile on my face when it ended because it was like you know what that I just had a good time watching all of these characters and and what they bring collect- collectively yeah. to the to the presentation.
0: Yeah, it, it's had a limited run here for a while. It's mm. been getting mostly good reviews. It's not one I've had a chance to get out to go and watch because the world kind of shut down on this side of the pond. We obviously lost our queen, and then we had to mm. have the procession, and the, there's the funeral. We have a new bank holiday just those ones off coming on Monday, and most cinemas aren't opening till Tuesday. So I had mm. planned to go and watch it, but um, the... Yeah, sometimes life throws a spanner. But I love the cast. I'm a huge fan, actually, of Adrian Brody. I yeah. think ever since I watched The Pianist, it was one of the best mm. performances I've ever seen anyone, and I just can't imagine anybody doing it as good as he he did. And then I like him in the action as well because I'm a big fan of his Predators movie. I thought he was really good in that. So I'm excited to see him, particularly with Saoirse, just from the little clips I've seen. Looked mm. really fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, I hope you get to check it out soon because it is, mm. yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: Mm. Nice. Um, cool. Okay, this is another old one. Mm. We've been watching uh, The Cobra Kai. It's really popular at the moment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I'll dip into a bit of news just just this week. <coughs> Cobra Kai, um, I guess we don't know for sure, but people are guessing that Sony are doing a movie to wrap up the the series we don't they haven't said it is but there's a new karate Mm -hmm. kid movie coming and that's the that would be the only logical thing to do kind of give it to you give it a bit of budget and finish off Mm -hmm. with the the last season that tournament arc which is really cool so i mentioned last week i think that the next karate kid is coming to netflix which it is now at least in the uk so we stuck that on last night and had a watch of it and i remember when it first came out critics just Mm poo-pooed it they panned it And there are bits in this movie where, like, some of the martial arts is just bad. It's like watching Miyagi having to fight a dude that's taller than him. So they have to create Mm -hmm. a martial art to make him bend down. So Miyagi is... Old dude still trying to do like a a really low spinning kicks. And I was like, well, this really kind of fits in with the adults doing martial arts in Cobra Kai now. It kind of fits in the the bad sort of martial arts that isn't quite Mm. good. But you love it because of the cheese and nostalgia. Now, this has Hilary Swank as the young teen. And i got to say, this was loads better than I remembered it being. I was just like, this has so much more heart. There's storylines in here that I just wasn't expecting. It starts off with them respecting the Vietnam War with um, uh, Miyagi there in his suit, and then he kind of gets roped into looking after or trying to help look after this young hillary swank daughter who's lost her parents so she's grieving she doesn't know how to respond we get the people at the school that are the bullies kind of they remind me of nazis actually they they have like this Mm. emblem on their shoulder um the bad guy that plays the leader of the bad guy is classic bad guy you've seen him in starship troopers that kind of thing you just know there isn't much fleshing out there with these characters just bad (laughs) for the sake of bad uh but the heart of the story comes with Miyagi doing his, his training stuff again mm. with the new karate kid. And it's believable that she knows how to do martial arts because there's been a, a history and an origin there that she's done some stuff already. Because she'd learned from her father. Her father learned from his father and his father learned from Miyagi. So there's this whole oh. really nice loop. It was nice to see them nice. interacting that way again. And then they kind of go to this place where he teaches her some cool moves and how to control her anger. And that's where you get to meet the monks. And I have to say the majority of the film that's with them at the monks, the monks are quiet, but also hilarious and funny. And the heart of the film is there with them. I was, I was mm-hmm. so surprised. I was like, damn, I really am enjoying this. So when it comes to the martial arts, I was like, it's, it's a bit throwaway, <laughs> which is funny because it's, meant to be a martial arts film but it isn't it's yeah. more about a young girl coming to terms with the loss of her parents miyagi coming to the terms of the loss of his loved ones from the war A mother a grandmother trying to come to the loss of her daughter it's all about loss and then conquering fear you get the martial arts and you get the, the story of this is the this is the the meaning of what it means to control yourself using martial arts, what martial arts is actually for, the real meaning behind that. And the best lines come from Miyagi doing his, you know, he has these little tidbits of wisdom that are always in a question, you know, <laughs> frustrating until you understand what it means. Uh, and that plays itself really well in this. This was so much better than I ex- expected it to be. Definitely better than Karate Kid 3. I think the next Karate Kid because you have Karate Kid one, two, and three, and then you have mm-hmm. the next Karate Kid, and I'm not even going to talk about the Judo Kid. I don't know if that's that's why that's even in there.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rewatch this. I uh, honestly I believe the last time I saw this was when it came out. Yeah, like so. It's, I think that's th- probably I think the same it for it a once. lot of people.
0: Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> I really want Hilary Swank to come and do like a little cameo. It would be great if she was in the movie. Just came back for that little bit, kind of connect all that- worlds.
1: Yeah, I well, and and we've seen it with with so many other characters through the series. So I think mm. it makes it makes sense if they could get her to this. I that would be
0: sweet. I know fighting has gotten even better. If she, she went and did Million Dollar Baby, didn't she? Um, mm. uh, and she was great in that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the next movie on my list is not a happy movie at all. Um, right. This is a. It's weird to put it on on the best thing that I watched um, list. It's really good mm. as a as far as a a film execution goes, mm. but it's also one of these movies that I don't know if I'm ever going to watch again. Uh, I saw it at Sundance. It's called Speak No Evil, right. and it just came to Shudder.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Uh, have you had a chance
0: to see this? Yet? I haven't seen it, but I, I have heard of okay. it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So
1: uh, overall premise, these two families meet while on holiday and then, and they click, they hit it off. They spend a bunch of their holiday time together. Months later, one of the families invites the other family to come and stay with them at mm. their house. Uh, so this is in a, they're in different countries. So the family decides after a little bit of hemming and hawing, um, they they finally decide to make the journey and they go.
0: I'm sorry, they're they're doing what hemming and hawing? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, umming and erring. Yeah, does that help? <laughs> I yeah. don't
0: know what hemming and him uh,
1: are. Yeah, they're hesitating. They're they're going back Sorry. and forth. They're waffling I, I'm just in their decision. fine. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> no, no. I want to make sure you understand my my American colloquialism. Colloquial. Is colloqu- sure, sure, coll- sure. What? Yeah. Whatever. Um. Okay. No. So they finally get there, and then this absolute discomfort happens, mm. and the the interactions between the couples and the family are just so like not right like mm. you're just like I feel the tension I see things or w- wait what and then the decisions the character decisions that are made are baffling to me um, okay and it's and it's not just one it is like progressive throughout most of the movie and even when when one thing happens and these characters decide, to return to a place mm. and it's like no see the reason the reason i don't even want to give it away it, <laughs> did you it's, see it coming it's a, the reason um have you have we gotten the reveal at that point i'm trying to remember if we had the reveal at that point because there's a reveal that happens right and it's kind of like a whoa wait a minute uh that's not okay. Um, <laughs> um and so that part that part of it, totally unexpected. Like I may have suspected portions, but not the full picture. And then the and the thing that that like it just it makes it very difficult to watch. Like you're uncomfortable the whole time. I mm. mean, it's just it's it's tense, it's um like unnerving. But there are some then character actions in the final climax of the film that, that it kind of defies like reason. Mm. Um, And yet I can kind of see it taking place in reality. If, if you were placed in this situation and it's completely unexpected or you are ill prepared, which most people would be ill prepared uh, still though, it's hard to wrap your head around like from a, cause you can't put yourself in the situation. And so you, I, I know I'm being very vague in this and it's probably <laughs> kind of frustrating to listen to, but it's just, just know that this is one of those movies that if you, if you want to see a very well-made tense horror thriller mm. and it's, and it's not like, not like slasher horror, just like it's horrific of right. what is going on. Um, and you don't mind being just put into the bell jar
0: and disturbed with Does the it, bleak outlooks. All right, so I do struggle yeah. with these type of films. I like horror and thriller and tense films when the outcome is worth sitting through the mess. See,
1: and that's where it's like that's why I would never watch it again mm, because it's kind of one of these movies. There was another movie that came out. I think it, I think I saw it at Sundance either this year or last year, but it's now on, I believe it's Netflix and poo. I would have to, I'll have to look back through. So Netflix what the, and poo. To, yeah, yeah, no, that, no, that wasn't the tie in, <laughs> but there was another movie where it, it takes place in Australia, in the outback of Australia.
0: Mm-hmm. And this
1: couple is kidnapped. Yeah. And um, the, the, the movie just like it just spirals and descends into just darkness.
0: Not the hills of you know,
1: and y- y- almost like that. Yeah, but you mm. there's you always have this glimmer of hope. Like ah, there's going to be some redeeming moment. Our hero is going to be able to rise above this or rise through this or something mm. is going to be you know. And in that movie that I'm thinking of that was on Netflix, that doesn't happen. Mm. And so it's, you know what I mean? Like, even though the execution, the movie might be really good because of the way it leaves you, you, at least for me, it's not something that I want to watch again. Yeah. Um, and, And I, I think especially because this movie, the speak no evil, it continually gets darker and darker as it goes along. Whereas if you take something and somebody had mentioned this in my comments and it, it, like I instantly was like, oh, yep, no, I totally get it. Uh, Funny Games, mm. Funny Games is one of these movies also that it's not really a hopeful movie. I mean, the end is not, you know. What I mean, it's it's that spiral down into darkness also. Yeah. But with that one, I've watched it a couple of times because I think there are moments in this in it that have some lightness to them. If that makes. It's a maybe that's just Chris's twisted brain too i don't know but anyway <laughs> speak no evil is on shudder it is uh it is horrifying disturbing and will will probably gnaw at your soul and and you may not even like it uh that's the other thing that it was this was really good and i don't it, mm, so mm, yeah Watch at your own risk, but if you're if you're into something, if you need something that is just dark and despair, you know, full of despair, then eh, there you go.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm yeah, not sure about that I one.
1: Mm. I know. Totally get it. Totally yeah. get it.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, and talking about something that qu- was quite bleak, but was a treat mm. to watch, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is a new anime that dropped this week that was based that is based on the world from cyberpunk 2077 from a game that i'd waited eight years to watch and then when it launched for me it was very disappointing because the world mm. didn't feel fleshed out the, there were places in the game that i went to that just felt like i should be able to go to the shop and there should be a person that greeted me and had some sort of dialogue it was very empty the npcs were walking all, the, all over the place looked like they didn't They weren't programmed right, like walking into the wall. I was in cars, (laughs) and I would literally (laughs) fall outside of the cars. Uh, (laughs) Those are just some of the bugs. I encountered massive game-breaking bugs. And Mm -hmm. the reason why I mention all that is because there's definitely a gatekeeping aspect to the game. People so jumped on my review, went, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't played the game. Uh, It was great when it launched. Like, hang on a second. If somebody's experience of the game was terrible... And just to put a caveat on that, the game was so broken that Sony took it off their store, stopped it from being sold, and offered people full refunds. That's a thing that happened. Coming to the anime, I thought it was blooming brilliant to be very yes. British. Blooming brilliant. Blooming, um, yes. <laughs> blooming brilliant. Rather, yes, it was. it was a nice <laughs> cup of tea. I do say so myself. It, it it was a really great british full english tea uh let's get back into the anime as i've spiraled off into nonsense 10 episodes 25 minutes apiece so about okay. 20 minutes apiece intro outro take that apart mm. i've seen people comparing it to the second best anime this year in compared to arcane being the best animation series i've seen this year it's that wow. good and i would i think i'd agree with them the animation style itself is beautiful to look at. The storyline in conjunction with the world that they set in is the world I want to play in. And since then, Cyberpunk 2077 has jumped to the top of the store again. And people are now mm-hmm. playing the game again. And it's been a full, I think, over a year. Well, I'll, I can't remember how long it's been. Since it's launched, enough time has passed that they've had so much patches that the game is apparently now much better, that you can go into it and enjoy those characteristics. And I may go and do that now because I'm so immersed into that world. The storyline is where this is going to hit you emotionally. And I was so surprised at how far they were willing to go with the story and what they could do with it because it's a one time watch, it's a single arc. Everything is done and dusted at the end with these characters. It does narratively fit into the world. I thought maybe it was a standalone. It was separate. It was just a separate time. It is a separate Mm. time, but not actually that far apart. There are characters that you come across that will weave in and out that you've seen in the game. However, if you've never played the game, you don't need to have watched. I don't need to have played it. You will absolutely understand what's going on. Remember, I keep coming back to you, Chris, on different reviews. Be willing to kill your darlings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring tissues. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. really? One hundred percent. I was so surprised at how far it that. this That's why I started saying talking about something that's bleak. And yeah, they go for it. It, it makes sense to the story. It's absolutely accurate. The action is phenomenal. You love watching every bit, but you also hate it because you know what's coming could could you see this um this
1: story working its way into um the game
0: at some point
1: or an update Oh, it'd be game? awesome
0: i think they have they might have put something of the game in it okay and there is a character that you can fight against that appears in the anime and in the game mm. uh, so there is a nice crossover i could see them mm-hmm. even doing spin-offs of characters that are in the anime with separate individual arcs but i don't oh. think they i don't think they should definitely try and force a sequel cuz it it would undo everything that mm. you know sometimes you get sequels and stuff that undo the emotional impact of what has happened yeah. and that's not what i want even though yeah. i want all the characters that i've kind of fallen in love with to be okay that has that would weaken the story then it wouldn't it wouldn't stand on that hill we go gotcha. remember we did this and we were brave enough to do this uh don't do that is really great time it's fantastic
1: nice and that's all out at once i mean mm-hmm. all the whole season dropped okay cool yeah right on
0: fun yeah cool uh so what's next on your list
1: you, so this is a recommendation from you uh, um no. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago you uh you told me you're like hey, this is this was the best conversation i was telling my wife um uh. so ruben a couple of weeks ago ruben was uh maybe last week even i don't know um mm. Ruben and I were messaging back and forth and he's like hey have you seen Wedding Season and I'm like oh yeah that Indian uh, rom-com on Netflix and he's like huh he's like no it's on Hulu and I was like huh and (laughs) what is happening (laughs) what what are we talking about here so it's um, the one Ruben was talking about well first let me go back Uh, the the one on Netflix the the rom-com Indian movie uh, totally worth seeing so just as just a little caveat. Go go check that out because it is fun. But the, the series that Ruben was talking about dropped on Hulu, and um, it is a British murder mystery crime thriller so comedy. Good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It stars Rosa Salazar, mm-hmm. and it takes place most of the time in Scotland, which yeah. is like taking it way up for me. Your, yeah. Yeah. It takes all your buttons. <laughs> Exactly, but um, the other thing—the other thing that I loved about this series, just from a technical standpoint, is that they dropped all of the first season at once. Nice, right? Hulu doesn't normally do this, but nice. they did it this time, and I was like, sweet. So I have we've casually watched it over the um, the last week. We watched a couple episodes, had some other things that I had to watch, so we just you know, we set it aside, did that, mm. and came back to it, and and we finished it up on. Um, I think Thursday night Um, and the mystery angle of this I was engaged in. Like I was, it's a, the premise we have a, um, this guy and his friends who go um, just through the wedding season of like, I guess this, the early or late spring to maybe early fall, that summerish period there. Think four weddings and a funeral. Really, I mean, think think that movie where you have this group of friends who just go from wedding to wedding to wedding to wedding and you get to see some <laughs> of the weirdness that happens and the dynamics between the friends at these weddings. Well, this dude, the one, he's like a single guy who's, he's, always, he's lovelorn. He's looking for people, or not looking for people. He's looking for love. Yeah, he yes, yeah. connects mm-hmm. with uh, Rosa Salazar's character and they hook up. But the problem is that we learn from the very beginning of the series is that she's engaged and getting married to somebody else. And then the everybody at her wedding. Does it? Th- this is this is like right at the very beginning. Yeah, right? it's I mean, not. I think it's even, yeah. That's yeah, okay. the premise. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So everybody at her wedding in her wedding party dies except for her. Mm. And so obviously she becomes the main suspect and then it's yep. this, she this thing it. <laughs> yeah exactly and so the um the story of why the story the chase of that the um the the guy who hooked up with rosa salazar i mean he begins to like her he he and but then now he's mixed up in this whole thing even though he doesn't know he is and doesn't yeah. mean to be and yeah. then you have the comedy of errors as they as they are being pursued and trying to figure out what happened and there there's some of it where it like not every single moment in this show clicked for me uh <laughs> but on the whole like I was very engaged it moves really quickly i think the episodes are like 35ish yeah, minutes they're not long. 40 yeah. minutes yeah mm. it, so it's bingeable totally Um, and like the whole time, I think little bits here and there of the arcs are predictable, but I also find myself, I'm rooting for some of these things to happen also, you know, that I want, Mm. I want it to go this way. And then sometimes the story will subvert that and they will say like, "Mm, not yet, or no, we're not going to do what you think we're going to do there. Mm -hmm. And so they'll twist some of it. And some of it is like, especially in the finale, I was like, whoa, wait a minute that I, I There's a nice subversion
0: like, of expectation. I really like that about the show. It was quite clever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um it I I just had fun with the story. And I think yeah. I think part of it too is that you can it's a great Casual watch, mm, I agree. but it's more engaging than just a casual watch. It's not something that I would say. You know what? If you just put this on and you scroll through your phone or you're doing yeah, it's some not other a throwaway.
0: Things. You want to watch it, look at the screen, it, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's an easy watch, right? Mm, I mean, mm. it's it, like I, I found myself engaged. The comedy works. The banter back and forth between the friends. I mean, it's witty. It's quick. um it's snarky at mm. times, you know, and it just yeah. It, it,
0: I think it helps that I, I was, I wouldn't say that I have a crush on, but I have a crush on the character of Rosa Sal- Salazar. I just find her so fun to watch, the, the mm. witty, crazy banter. And I think it only works because she offs- or he offsets that against her because he's quite plain and reserved and yes. totally in love with her, but willing to do these crazy things because he wants to be with her. So that kind of clash of worlds works really well so that relationship i found myself rooting for the whole time even though i'm not sure whether i can trust her whether he should trust her like there's this is she or isn't she which i think works well to keep the mystery uh mm-hmm. like you said the pacing was quite good the, the bad guys are quite formidable you do wonder how they're going to like survive from one episode to the next uh i also like the cops Ridiculous cops, but the <laughs> yes. the, the, the banter between them and even the relationship that's kind of on and off with them is really good. Yeah, really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I did. I'm so glad that you recommended it to me. So if you have Hulu or I don't know if it's a Disney, I think maybe in in UK is that where it's on? Yeah, Disney. Guys, you, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So totally worth watching. A- eight episodes, I believe. Yeah. Eight. And yeah.
0: So there you go. Cool. Nice you have anything else on your list yeah uh, Netflix dropped uh, another anime this time it's a movie called Drifting Home uh, based well, from the creators that did your name and Penguin <laughs> Highway which I'm a massive fan of both of those mm. are excellent now I would say both of those films are better than this one but if I tell you the synopsis it'll be hard for you not to be or not to want to watch the movie so a bunch of kids are transported with a building. A whole building into the ocean, and then the building is basically their ship. they have to fend for themselves, find food, and figure out how they got there and why they got there and I'm like, I'm sold, I am in what is that? That's so weird. Then the anime has the audacity to be about death, and oh. so yeah, it it's it takes it tackles the the memories of some of the kids, the experiences of. Oh one particular person the grandfather that two of these kids are involved with one this young girl she was kind of seeing the grandfather as her surrogate father because of like past hurt relationships that she's gone and so he kind of takes her under the wing which means that he's actual grandson they become sort of best friends and so the loss of the grandfather plays a big part as to them exploring what it means what death means And that is like a big part of the theme. So in amongst the adventure of them slingshotting from one building to another in the ocean, trying to get the crisp packets from vending machines. And there's a kind of supernatural element to it as well, which Mm. plays really nicely into it. And the visuals are great. The score is excellent. The voice work is fantastic on English and dubbing. So if you don't like to Mm. read... They've done a really good work with, like, kind of the voice actors that they Mm. brought in to do the English. It's two hours. I think it's a little bit long. Like, I think they Mm. could have shaved some time off because there's a bit of exploring there that I didn't think they need. But when you get to that last half an hour, man, it's just a ride. It's full of the adventure. But you're so invested in the characters because they've spent all that time of these kids exploring about death. And and you really feel for them. You know what they've gone, gone on. Really, really fun. Really enjoyed this one. It's good. It's very good. Outstanding.
1: Yeah, I, I had it on my list. I just I didn't get an opportunity mm. to check it out. But it's I'm gonna keep it on my list though to to see. That's it's surprising that it has that emotional. Um, yeah,
0: I wasn't expecting it. It was like a family viewing. We sat yeah. around the projector, chucked on wife, two kids, and we were like, it's the sort of movie that. I don't know. I think it's safe to do at home. That's occasion you speak while the movie is on, we don't just go silent. We'll have guttural responses like "No, don't mm-hmm. do that." I was like, "Ah, we know where this is going." Oh, I wonder if that, and we kind of talk to each other a little bit while we're watching. And then there's mm-hmm. silent moments where it's really like it's tense, or there's emotion in the moment, and you're like, "No, that sort of effect," and that's the a wide age demographic. Then you know, from yeah. seventeen to forty-four, that's us. So it's interesting i think it's a good one for the whole family nice mm. wow what a great okay sweet yeah cool. did you have anything uh,
1: more i don't have anything else
0: no How okay i've got i've got a, one more anime that dropped <laughs> this week this, It's. has just been an anime week which i love because we're big fans of anime on the ruby tuesday this won't be for everybody it's not everybody's cup of tea in fact it's a it's a very raunchy anime that kind of belongs in the 80s oh. and if you're like me you feel like you belong in the 80s, and also probably not something I'd watch with my parents around, that sort of anime. <laughs> uh, it's called Bastard Dark Fantasy. Let me get it right. Uh Metal Dark Fantasy? No. Uh,
1: Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy. Heavy right?
0: Metal Dark Fantasy. Now, we had the first 12 <laughs> episodes drop recently, just a few months ago, in fact, and the next 12 have dropped completing the story now what i like about the just the whole premise of this is we kind of have a lady hawk storyline you've ever watched that old 80s oh, film yeah. if you yeah where the guy turns into the wolf and she turns into a hawk but they can never quite meet here we have a dude who is a young kid and this evil demon soul is shoved into him and the demons re- revealed his persona re- is humanoid and it's really hard to describe. And uh, so you have this guy that is normally evil and bad, but because he's got a kid's soul inside of him, he starts changing and in, in exploring what it means to be good. So the mm-hmm. way he reacts to some of those minions that have been around him that are in love with him um, is the, the strongest, most powerful evil wizard there's that there's ever been. And uh, he's basically, his name is Dark Schneider. So you can imagine, like the the the, the, the visuals that it evokes is exactly what you expect it to be. But then when he gets a kiss, he turns back into the boy, and the boy mm-hmm. has his own minder, and the minder is also in in love with the boy. But the, oh man, it, there's so many things <laughs> that this you shouldn't show that it does, no. and it's it's not <laughs> it's not afraid to. It 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 doesn't really show it because there are. St- strategic moments of cloth and loincloth and things that when it comes to nudity and stuff, it, it will show what the, the person is doing but not show it, you know, so they oh, get away yeah, with yeah. it. Then you have the crazy metal soundtrack, which mm. works very well for the sort of 80s nostalgia craziness that this anime is. The animation itself looks great. It's not afraid to do gore and have bodies explode. You know, it reminds me of some of those dodgy anime series that people love i have a cult following i found myself kind of enjoying this which is why it's on my best thing i watch because it's so crazy it knows exactly what it is so it's the type of hero anime series where everybody will say their move before they <laughs> do it i'm using sun God chance and now you will know the full extent of my power and then the other person will be like yes but i counter with the devoid Black hole Moon Dragon attack. And that's what it is. And it's so stupid. But it feels like it's a parody of all anime because it has the oh <laughs> it has all the quirks of everything that is bad about anime all shoved into one anime and it feels like it's one hundred percent done on purpose. So it's funny over-the-top, raunchy, probably sexist, probably, you know, some people will be like, you can't do that. On, on a, well, they did, and they can, and they've gone for it, and they've said, here it is. Enjoy. Definitely kind of a cult following for this um, one. Always interested, just interested to see what people's reactions are to this type of stuff, especially in this day, day and age. I thought, well, fair play. You're quite brave doing that now, uh, and I respect that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. I, I still have to see the first, uh, the first part. So maybe now that all <laughs> we'll of it's let's see how out, long like you I last.
0: I uh, like. I'm expecting a text ribbon. What is this nonsense? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I like I like irreverent humor, um, mm. you know, and 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 some craziness like that. Um, mm. I think it. I think it'll depend on if I can get engaged in the story enough to to hold me to want to yeah. watch all the way through yeah
0: there's enough yeah. of an arc there for you to go okay i kind of i want them to survive because mm. the bad guys are so cliche bad guys that they're willing to do everything so the good bad guy you are rooting for it's <laughs> <is>, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay last thing last couple of things i wanted to talk about obviously yeah. had a lot this week i wanted to talk about in conjunction with each other the two fantasy shows that we're busy watching at the moment game of thrones uh Oh, ring rings of and power rings of no. power
1: oh sorry uh house of the dragon uh, yeah that's house of what the i Dragon.
0: Meant, yes all right yeah house of the dragon game of thrones series and rings of power lord of the rings series um i find it very interesting because i'm kind of going off house of the dragon i like it i think the acting is good but there's this time jumpy stuff that they keep doing that really takes me out of it and mm. i know that the local that the next episode there's going to be another time jump thing Which means that we're going to get rid of some of the actors that we've been really getting kind of getting to grips with. I did have someone say to me uh, that actually they cast the adult actors first before they cast the younger ones. So um, I guess that's okay. But every time we do a time jump, it just feels like I've lost some of that story. Mm. They never did that really in Game of Thrones. It wasn't the thing that they wanted to do. Mm. They just did a story and then moved on to the next season, there might have been some time in between seasons. But this time they're trying to cover so much ground and they want their characters to be somewhere and felt like they needed to give all this prologue beforehand that we've had four or five episodes of this is us getting you to the place where we can continue the story as adults. Which is disappointing to me because I've really enjoyed the young, especially the young actresses um, as playing those parts. And I think you can get it, as close as you can, but it won't be the same. You will still feel that difference. Mm. Um, But the Rings of Power, I feel like they've really been finding their feet now, kind of coming, walking into the strike. Now, I love the first two episodes, but we had those mm-hmm. those niggles of what are they going to do with the story? Where are they sure. going with it? And I really feel like they've found their footing. If you're watching, mm. if you're caught up to date, you kind of know what they're doing with it now with Galadriel. And I'm trying not to do spoilers if you haven't seen it, like, where the story's heading with the big bad. I also like the characters that they're spending time with. So although it's big, they're very contained in their locations and they spend a lot of Mm -hmm. time there kind of fleshing out characters, giving us time with those characters, giving us backstories, even this one particular episode kind of helping us understand uh, what the orcs are about and why they are like they are at the moment. And you kind of get that. I really am enjoying both, but I am definitely leaning more towards the Rings of Power. Now, I'll watch both because you can watch both and you can love both. Um, but I'm surprised because I thought I like fantasy, but I've always had that slight reservation because I'm, I'm not sure what you know, where they're going with the Rings of Power. But for me, it feels sure. like they're finding their footing. I'm not going to get into the gateway keeping of people. I've seen so many videos th- this week of people like, oh, all the women in... in, in in the leader roles in the rings of power and all the guys are weak and stuff. And like, I don't see it like that at all uh, because the two, two hobbits are the halflings are women and Gladriel's the, the, the lead protagonist and the woman in the village that uh, outmaneuvered all the men in the village and, you know, holding up the orc head going, see, now you obey my authority. And they're just going off and one. I've seen so many people reacting badly to that. Doesn't bother me. Not in the slightest
1: no because i i don't think i don't think it weakens the men in no. that i think it just strengthens the women that it, <laughs> it, it, it there there seems to be the belief that if you if you strengthen one you automatically weaken another and that's not what what i see there because you yeah. you watch um and i wish i could remember his name but the um the elf that was that's helping the human um the woman that dude at least okay caveat here I've only seen the first two episodes right now. I am behind in both series. Oh, um, dude. But by design. Oh, you so want to binge watch the whole lot? Fair enough. Yeah, I, well, okay. not, not all of them. Just I want to watch a few episodes together. Yeah. To, to really, you know what I mean?
0: Um, That's going to be really fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so the 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 elf, I mean, we, we he's strong. He's powerful. He's, mm. you know, so the, anyway. Um, to House of the Dragon. hmm the the time jump that I experienced, and I don't know, I can't remember which episode it first happened. Um, maybe two to three. Uh, again, because I, I don't even know what week we're on now. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it bothers me a little bit. Like I was, I, I was having this exact conversation with my son yesterday. <laughs> like you know, two and a half years have passed in that first time jump that we get, mm-hmm. um, where the the king is now, his wife is married. Or his wife is married. That made no sense. His <laughs> wife is pregnant. Um, and there, there had to be other things going on during this time. Other mm. political schemings. Other, you know, and I just it, – it, it makes me very curious at – how long do they actually expect this series to go because what it feels like is that they
0: don't expect it to go very long because they're rushing us. <laughs> yeah, through like one the time. season's going to catch up those 300 years, which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, I, and yeah. I'm
1: like why well, I don't I, why would you do that? And I know that um I knew, I mean because we've seen uh, Olivia Cook as as the cast um the adult cast of um the King's wife and I mm. can't remember her name. Our, our, uh, Anyway, because yes. I haven't watched it in a few weeks, my, my <laughs> brain's all jumbled and I've watched a ton of other stuff. But um, so I know I know a time jump is coming at some point because you have to transition from these characters being being um, mid teenagers to whatever age they're going to say they are. But I just didn't think that it was going to come so quickly. Mm. And, I, and again, yeah, I, I'm very I'm confused at why they feel the need to rush this along.
0: Where, I mean, think back to the first season of Game of Thrones. I mean, Took a lot, we, lot, yeah. There was time they spent time, and I think it was wor- needed. Yeah, yeah. It's world building,
1: right? And this mm. is the same thing. While we are familiar with this world, we're not familiar with this world. Mm. We're we're familiar with this world. One hundred and eighty years in the future, or something, yep. whatever that is. So it's I let's not rush the story. Let's let it let's play out. Now I'm okay. If you need to skip ahead a little bit here and there, because nothing happened. Okay, Uh fine. But, but I think, I don't know. Um, but I am, that being said, I'm looking forward to a binge session on both of these. Uh, my youngest son who is caught up now, I believe on the rings of power, um, he may have been caught up last night because he had one more episode, I think, the cur- the current episode, um, and so he he got <laughs> home from work and he's like, "Yeah, no, no, I gotta go. I gotta watch this." I'm so I'm I'm excited. I it like from the one episode to the next, he's like, "Oh, this is getting really, really good," and so it, just seeing him excited about it makes it I want to watch it even more. But I'm yeah, I get I have a good binge session <laughs> coming. Nice. for, for yeah, yeah,
0: that's gonna be fun. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is the state of Disney. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a state. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Tell me ahead. your, your thoughts
0: before I go into grumpy mode.
1: Well, okay. So uh, last week was the whole D23 um, ex- exhibition type of thing where they unveiled a ton of stuff. Yeah. And in our news section um, last week, Uh, Ruben and I talked a bunch about some of the new titles coming out. You know, some of the things we're really looking forward to some of them, we went, huh, why are you doing this? Whatever. Mm. Um, the, the internet apparently, um, which shouldn't be a surprise. And yet it is every (laughs) single time is just all of the, um, all of the racists just came out of the woodwork to grumble and complain about a black aerial. And, um, which I saw a funny meme the other day and was like, I don't know what you all are complaining about. Ariel's always been black. And it showed somebody like in Microsoft word going down in the fonts and it says Ariel black, um, <laughs> which was just, it made me chuckle. And it was like, this is going to piss a whole bunch of people off. For uh, sure. But yeah. th- Ruben and I, and I'm sure everybody has seen it by this time, but this, this, I think it was a TikTok Originally it, a, a quick mobile video of these little girls mm. seeing the aerial tra- the Little Mermaid trailer for the live action. Now we all know my my feeling on live action stuff. I just I don't know why they exist. They don't need to exist. I hate the live action adaptations for almost all of them. But this one, this one's important because you see these little girls like squealing. Mm. Like when they see th- it's important to notice, not- notate that. These little girls are black and they see when they hear and then it shows Ariel and they're squealing. She looks like me. That's like me. Oh my god, Wait, it just gave me chills. Just like literally to rethink that. It, it This is why representation matters. That that you have these little girls who for ever other than um the princess and the frog, mm-hmm. I think, have not had a black princess, a black character to you know to look up nobody they haven't been able to see themselves in any of these movies. It has been dominated by just white characters and yep. and especially when you think about the fantasy elements that we have, the fairy tale elements that we have in this, um, why can't they be other colors? Why can't they be other shapes? there, there, there is it baffles my mind. Um, but I loved the fact we had these this video exists of showing these little girls like like crying almost out of giddiness out yeah. of just shock and surprise and it pure joy of seeing a character who looks like them what shouldn't we all be able to to look at a movie or some some entertainment and go hey that's cool that I, that there's a person in there that looks like me
0: yep that, Sorry, 100% agree. No, no, that's good. So that that is a really positive thing from Disney. However, putting that all aside, I've now cancelled <laughs> my Disney subscription. I actually went ahead and did it. Um, I saw this, they were advertising to get like a really cheap, like 199 here in the UK for a month. Um oh, you yeah, can join yeah, us yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, you can't get that if you've already subscribed, even if you cancelled and try and sign up again. Just so you know. Did you use a really different cheeky? Email? It's one hundred percent uh location based, apparently. So you I guess you could go get around it using um VPN.
1: Oh, but the, you don't want to have to use a VPN every time you access no, to watch it at home. Not not like no. you're trying to <laughs> not like me watching Dairy Girls you know on channel
0: four. <laughs> exactly. Um I'm just I'm really worried about what's happening with disney considering the state of some of the shows now we talk about live action a lot of times and uh how they're not needed you just need to go (laughs) disney have managed the unthinkable and united the internet and critics uh with uh you can say pocahontas um pinocchio Mm. like 136 percent and 130 percent. that's like and all the ratings it's just bad and that's not that tom hanks is bad it's just it's a, it's a bad the movie that, that yeah. needs to be made yeah especially when you got the other one coming out which i think everybody's going to be on board for yeah yeah uh and then if you remember when she hulk started i watched the first episode and loved it but every every single episode since then it's been getting progressively worse And the CGI has been getting progressively worse. (laughs) And I'm like, why does She-Hulk's eyes go one way and the other one goes the other way when she's looking at something? And why does she look like she's absolutely a cheap video game character now, the the, the green? Like, she doesn't look real. And then why are they... (sighs) There are so many jokes in this that just don't land. And then for Mm -hmm. the length of the episode, 21 minutes... The last couple, you take out the the seven-minute credits and the two-minute recap, literally 21 minutes. So you're asking people to be invested in a storyline that's chunks of a skit, uh, which because that's what they they've set up their arc to be. And then every single episode at the end, they'll give a little bit Easter egg and go, this is why you should watch the next episode, because this thing might happen. This week's one was a, a mask of some kind, and yeah. uh, I know the internet was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" The thing is, it's not funny. And I hadn't an, uh, not an argument, just a discussion with someone saying, "I'm not the de- demographic for this." Fair enough, I'm not the de- I'm not uh, young ladies up to 48 years old or whatever who are lawyers and perhaps uh, looking after uh, superheroes. Yeah, very niche demographic. <laughs> At the same time, this is a superhero series Mm -hmm. whose cousin is the Hulk, who they mention all these other characters that is kind of a stepping stone into the next Marvel movies. It's always been the way that's what that that's how they set it up. Think about all the other Marvel series they've somehow connected to the universe, also had a wider age demographic and their marketing for this one suggested that it was a wider demographic, not just for uh, that specific niche. So I was like, okay, fine, maybe I'm not the demographic, but it should be, the episode should be long enough for you to get into grips with. The thing is, there is no arc, none. <laughs> What's the story in this series? So I'm taking Pinocchio, I'm taking Marvel, uh, and I'm going, what is happening with the, the thing that used to be, it set the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that has it's, it's got going for it for me at the moment is Star Wars, which I'm looking forward to, kind Andor, of, right? Yeah, Andor, because I've seen the initial reviews. I'm going to be watching it this week, which I'm very excited for. Uh, well, the first four episodes, anyway. Uh, I have seen a few reviewers say there's no Easter eggs in this uh, series, and you're like, what on? Why do you need Easter eggs to?
1: <laughs> the, when I saw Rogue One um, in IMAX, they did an extended preview of of um Andor and the director said that this is not fan service. Yeah. We're telling a story here. And so you know right off the bat, okay, we're just going to watch a Star Wars story and I'm like I'm I'm excited. Like the little scene that I saw between Diego Luna and uh Stellan Skarsgård within that oh
0: I'm like yeah. It's also apparently it to slow which tr- relates which translates to because people i don't think people understand what slow is and what story building is the first yeah. two episodes are literally that's just them building the story and then three kicks in like an action movie and then what i've been told is that the action is like old old style real world explosions which is why we're not getting that's why they didn't film like with the screens they did the sets mm-hmm. they built it the more i hear about this series the more excited i am so for yeah. me disney at the moment is star wars i'm unfazed by the new marvel phase see what i did there yeah (laughs) Uh, because if i if i were to rank all the marvel films and series that i've watched this this phase they are subpar they do feel rushed i enjoyed some of them they're not awful but compared to the previous seasons uh, phases that we've had just feels aimless they don't don't really know what they're doing every time they give us Mm -hmm. a something oh we're definitely doing kang's universe with this universe storyline, the multiverse verse, but then we release another two multiverse movies that have nothing to do with that, and you're like, "What is happening? What happened?
1: yeah, yeah, now and I think I think it's um like if you look at the amount of movies or content that came out in the first couple of phases of mm. Marvel specifically. Compared to what we're getting now, there is so much content now, and I think it's just it's it's being rushed a little bit, and I think we're probably getting oversaturated as well. That that people are going, they're going to bring about the the Marvel burnout faster mm-hmm. than they need to, because I think you're you know it used to be an event. You know, mm-hmm. we'd have two movies a year, and you were like, okay, you did, you know when the announcement came and you're like. I can't wait, you know, and Martha's it there on your is, calendar. It,
0: it really does seem like it's a there's a quality drop. An example of a Marvel mm-hmm. show, cuz I know you haven't watched Daredevil. I would love you, Chris, to watch like episode 1 of Daredevil, then watch episode 1 of She-Hulk and kind of do a comparison of what the hell. Cuz there's there's a Marvel universe and storytelling and tight writing and very interesting uh, and this daredevil is going to be in She-Hulk, and and I know the fans are now like just like why don't do it, don't put him in it because mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same, it's not going to carry the weight that it should.
1: I I see I uh, like I totally agree with you on She-Hulk. Of I have no idea what the arc is um, as I'm watching this, it, like I because I've watched I'm I'm behind, but I just watched uh, the episode with Madison. And I gotta tell you, I laughed because I thought she was ridiculous and I thought she was like the actress just brought about this dumb, carefree character. And then who's Madison? I think
0: I've already blocked Um, it out.
1: She's the perpetually drunk party girl who, um, my name is Madison with uh two a Y Y and two N's, but not where you think, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, and Wongers. And so it's just it, I didn't mind her relationship
0: with Wong, I thought that was quite funny. (laughs)
1: Thought, see, that's what I liked. I thought that was, I, I like, nice. I have no idea. I, I think for me, this series, um, first off, it's a very casual series for me. I just kind of watch it whenever I, happen to be, you know, the mood strikes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand the very short length of, of episodes in a weekly format. That is, we are well past that as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that makes no sense to me. Um, I don't. I'm not looking at this series, and right or wrong, um, as it really having any kind of impact on the MCU at the moment.
0: Well, it definitely um, won't now because yeah, uh, it's yeah, not so doing just anything. Like,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. So it's so it's it's like this casual little thing that I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. Okay, it's it's kind of cute. It's a lot of the jokes don't land for me. Some of them do. Some of it is very forced. Um, the CGI is still very, very wonky to me, you know. Um, I don't know. This one, though, like, I'm not invested in it, so I don't mm. really care. That's yeah. the other part. That it's, like, it's not, uh, like, so I don't feel one way or the other about it. That's the other. It's like, like, I don't get, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me, but it mm. also doesn't get me charged to watch more of the, of Marvel
0: stuff. I mean, think so about how you felt watching Loki, though, or Wonder. One division, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh no, no. See, and I did. I loved those. I, I was mm. I was fully engaged in that. And it's just it was a different storytelling style. It was it felt like it connected more. Well, it did mm. connect more, you know, um at least I thought with Loki and then it didn't for a while. <laughs> and yeah. So, you know, maybe it's going to now I I but, think with the Kang it probably will, yeah. yeah I hope so. Uh. But again, I don't like I don't know. And so I'm i am <clears throat> I think what am I trying to say i I'm still loving no, I'm not loving. I look forward to the movies mm. I think that's that's the the thing yeah the series, I used
0: to like, <laughs> want to be there day in first 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 showing yeah. gotta be there now I'm like mm.
1: I, I well I want to just so that it's not spoiled for me. <laughs> that's really yeah, the, the biggest thing you enough. know what i mean yeah. <laughs> um I, but i gotta say you know what um and i don't know if i'm in the minority or not but when they showed the trailer when i saw the trailer for secret invasion the series that is coming to to um disney it's a you know marvel i am like fully on board for this if if they can execute the show the way that the trailer made it appear Mm. than I am. I mean, it was intriguing. It was kind of dark. It was action-y. It was um That was the was Sam Jackson one? Yeah. And yeah. and um Oh why can't I remember his name? I love him. Yeah, he's he was a great an, actor. Um, I know you mean. The changeling uh, guy. Krennic. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so good. Like I'm I'm really like uh, Yes, that's dry okay, humor
0: we, as well. He's really good. Yeah. So I yeah, no. no. All right, we'll leave it at that. So I just want okay. to take us off on a tangent and talk a little bit about what's going on with Disney. Plus, they've got their ad version coming up of the platform where you can pay the same amount for watching with ads or pay more money. So.
1: Yeah, that pisses me off. That <laughs> that is that makes my blood boil. There, um, but we've already talked about that a few times, so
0: we have, I'll Just leave it there. Fine. You can. Yeah, uh, that's everything that I've got on the best thing and okay. ransom.
1: <laughs> and rants. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, we are coming up in just a minute. You're gonna have a time jump. You're gonna have a little quick edit there, and we are going to talk to the director of uh an indie movie. Ruben had discussed it, brought it up a couple weeks ago. I had the opportunity to see it also. It's called Space Waves, and we're gonna sit down with the director and just
0: have have a good conversation. So I'm here. We're here with Spencer Whiteout, uh, the director of this fantastic new indie film, Space Waves. You can check it out on iTunes now. We're going to leave the link in description in the description. That was a tongue twister. Leave the link in description in the description. Nice. I'm very excited to talk about this. But first, I kind of want to say to Spencer, I felt like you were aiming this film at us because we podcasts and there were moments in, the, in your film. I was just like. Hey, man, that's a little close to home. <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs> have you been, how long have you been watching? How long have you been planning? No, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm very excited to kind of talk to you about how and why and when, because it's very interesting to me that you've been filming this over a number of years. Uh, so how you can you just speak to us maybe about the creation, the, the inception of it, the thought process? Uh, what is your background? Because I know you kind of started way back when and then it came into being, and little bit by little bit, it's become the thing that it is now.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, the story is very uh, long, but a short summary is basically that uh, summer 2017, I started writing the film, and then uh, summer, and when then we did a bunch of pre-production from, from 2017 to summer 2018, and that's when we did principal photography. And so, I was at Biola University at that time and so, I basically just enlisted a bunch of my uh, film school friends and we drove up to NorCal, up to Grass Valley, California which is where I grew up and we shot the movie up there and um, there's an iconic radio tower in the film. and. I wrote I wrote the film kind of based around um, a friendship falling out that I had in high school, as well as this radio tower that was in my hometown, and it was this place that I'd go to growing up, um, and it was just this amazing, perfect like teenage escape that was way on the outskirts of town, and only certain people knew about it. And so, when we went up there to film, the day we get there to film the scene, the tower is being demolished.
0: <laughs> no. And so...
2: And so that was a huge speed bump. And, you know, not only was it our main location being destroyed, but it was also like my whole, you know, childhood. And it it was just devastating for so many reasons. But at that moment, the producer and I decided, you know what? We're still going to shoot the rest of this movie. Everyone's up here. We have all the equipment. You know, we had raised about $10,000. And so... We decided we are going to keep the script as it was. And we were going to just find another radio tower location later, you know, if there even was one, we had no idea, but we were just kind of walking on faith at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and then it ended up taking us nine months to find another tower. And so that was a big, that was a big setback and the new tower that we did end up finding was um so much better and it looks so much better for screen and we were able to be much more prepared with getting a professional drone shots coming in and Mm -hmm. coming out and um doing it right with like safety equipment and and all that stuff so it did end up working out but it was one of those major uh challenges just having to search and search and search and for nine months in order to find another one and you know people don't want you filming on radio towers obviously (laughs) so it was it took forever to find one um and then from there we continued doing um a a handful of reshoots and re-edits and adding scenes to the movie because it's about a podcast and so we wanted to have we needed to show more of the podcast in the movie. So we ended up adding all these uh, podcast montages where you see the char- other, you see the space waves audience listening to the podcast and that helped build out the world. And then um, let's see what else we added narrations to the film because that wasn't the original plan. And so then we decided, oh, let's bring the podcast to the forefront. Let's mm-hmm. have the main characters, Marvin and Joey, kind of narrating certain scenes and just having their comedic quick banter going back and forth and so that really helped as well um i know i'm kind of jumping around a bunch but then um finishing finishing out um we kind of we shot the last of the film in uh mid 2020 and so kind of the bulk of filming took about two years um and then after that there was another two years of post-production. And so when, when you're working on a super small indie film, um, post-production takes forever because, you know, we had to work, 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 save up money and then pay for the color grade, you know, a few thousand bucks and then save up and then pay for the sound design and the score and, and so on. And so that was the main reason why the film took so long. And so it was a real test of patience, a real, um, endurance race. And then once we finally did finish the film, uh, in summer 2021, we had a nice premiere in, in Los Angeles and we rented out this awesome warehouse and like brought in, you know, projector and sound equipment. And we had like three nights, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, um, you know, tons of friends and family all came out to support. And that was, that was really, really cool. Um. And then the journey is not over there because then it's like, how do you get a small indie movie out there to the rest of the world? Yeah. And so then we spent the next year, uh, figuring out how to get it onto iTunes, Amazon, Google play, YouTube, which is where it's available. Go check it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent the time figuring that out as well as preparing all these art and assets for them. Um, th- that's what the distribution, uh, aggregator we worked with. That's all the stuff they needed. Um, And then on top of that, it was like, we got to create marketing material. So Hmm. myself and my sister and the producer were creating all this stuff, whether that be like this behind the scenes documentary that we made called beast mode, um, or, you know, we're dropping scenes from the movie. We wanted to do like giveaways, um, just, uh, gifts as well. So, (laughs) um, all kinds of stuff, um, that goes along with making a feature film and making sure it looks professional and creating all the thumbnails. So it's, it really is just a huge process and, um, going through it all the first time, obviously it took a long time, but I'm looking forward to like going through the next feature film and kind of taking everything that we all learned, um, from this project. Well, and it's crazy because
1: you think like major studios,
2: when they release
1: a film, they have large teams, like, just your marketing is, yeah. you know, 30 people or more. And here you are, you and friends and family doing this. And so I, I think it's I, I right. think it's awesome <laughs> to watch. I mean, the, truly just the grassroots movement and and the personal touch that goes into every step of the way with this for you. Um, you'd mentioned that it was um like parts of the story kind of based on on your personal um you know, background and with friends and interactions there. But what about like the podcasting angle? Is that something that, that you guys are, that's really important to you or is that just kind of like, Oh, you know what? This,
2: this makes it a good way to tell the, tell the story. Um, I think at the beginning of the process, it was kind of the latter. Like you just said, it was kind of, um, It was kind of like, okay, the characters, they hang out on top of this radio tower, but, like, what are they going to do? Like, there needs to be more, (laughs) (laughs) like, more to the story because, you know, it is about um, a friendship breakup. It's about Marvin and Joey kind of wanting different things, and as they're getting older, you know, they're fresh out of high school, priorities are changing, and their lives are going separate directions. Um, And so, we kind of was figuring – Well, when I was in high school, me and or my best friend and I, our thing was skate videos. And so, we were always making skateboarding videos together. And that was our kind of creative outlet. It was our hobby, our passion. And I was all for it. And, you know, obviously, I'm still (laughs) pursuing film to this day. And that's what got me into filmmaking was making skate videos. And so, we were doing that all through high school. And then as high school was coming to a close he was moving on and he didn't want to be skateboarding as much anymore. And I was getting more and more serious about making skate videos and just making films in general. And so we started to drift apart because of that. And obviously we're young and we didn't know how to handle it. And so we just kind of swept things under the rug and we never really had a conversation or too many conversations about it. And so um, a lot of just kind of bitterness and miscommunication and all that stuff just kind of boiled to the surface and it was like a pretty bad falling out. Um, and so with space waves, I wanted, I I needed the characters to have something that they were working towards that would, um, that would be the catalyst for them to go separate ways because one of them is more passionate about it than the other one is. So, you know, radio tower, I figured, Oh, maybe they could be doing some sort of radio show or podcast. And then the podcast idea, you know, since it's new, it's 21st century. It's these young guys making a podcast, trying to make it happen. Um, I figured that worked really well. And the podcast is, um, Marvin and Joy's podcast is called Space Waves. And on their podcast, they're basically telling funny stories. And they're telling all these things about like the pranks they get into, all the shenanigans they pull off. And they're very comedic and very fun. And they've got a lot of chemistry together. And um, their motto is, "In a town where nothing happens, we got to make our own adventures." And so that's that's how it was for me. And um, when I was growing up, it was like we live in this small town, and so we we're always <laughs> frustrated with being mm-hmm. stuck. And so we were always, you know, going and adventuring, skateboarding out into different places, and going to the river, and just doing all these things. And I'm I'm super thankful for it, looking back, even though at the time, you know, you're angsty teenager that's like i just want to get out of my hometown <laughs> right on nice well,
1: um so okay so there's a there's a character in this i i i, I have several questions but this one let's let focus on this one for a second there's a character uh named duke sky skylander yeah okay so yeah, now this right. dude is um he hearing hearing that and knowing the, what this character is I mean he, he shoots skate videos he's really into video production is that kind of
2: is there a bit of you in this character <laughs> I, I mean yeah of course I mean there's a lot of me and the main character Marvin and then also Duke um, there's a scene where Duke is showing his buddies his like promo to his new skate video and it's just like not that good <laughs> And uh, it's just, it's really funny to see someone Duke Skylanders like so into it, and then he's like, "Oh, this is the best video," you know. And then Marvin and Joey are just kind of sitting there like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, this sucks, dude." But like, how do you tell <laughs> that to somebody, especially when you're that young? You're just like, "Oh yeah, it's a cool <laughs> video, dude." I had a lot of I had a lot of
0: those experiences growing up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, speaking for wannabe filmmakers, with the, your knowledge now of making a movie, of the do's and don'ts, is there something you could say to the, those new filmmakers, N- not necessarily coming straight out of film school, but those that have been wanting to try it, but know, kind of have an understanding that it's not an easy task? What is kind of your, what should I do? How should I get started? Or, or, or are you now jaded and go, no, don't do it? <laughs>
2: Oh man, it's a, this is a very big conversation, but a few things that come to mind off the top of my head. Um, on a practical level, make sure you get your contracts squared away mm. um, with cast, with crew members, with locations, mm. with music rights, with all of that stuff. Uh, we actually did not do that right away because we didn't know. And uh, ended up coming back to haunt us a bit. We had to get an entertainment lawyer to just get everything straightened out and be like, oh, what are the proper contracts we need? I mean, I mean, this is for us wanting to do things seriously, wanting to get the movie out on all these major platforms. If you're wanting to be professional about it, you need to make sure you're doing things the right way and nothing is going to come back to bite you. Um, just because, you know, you could get sued for <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Um, also we made an LLC to protect, um, Andrew and I, the producer, mm. uh, I'm, I'm the writer director and then yeah. Andrew bears the producer. So we had to make, yeah, That's another reason why this took so long. It's like, we made a legitimate business. So space waves exists as a business. <laughs> um, So those are some things that like you might not think of right off the bat, but you need to make sure you look into that. The other thing as a writer director is breaking down the script. So, I mean, you just have to know your story front to back, side to side. Um, and so when you're going through the script, you know, you need to be writing down motivations for each character. You need to be writing down ideas for certain scenes. You need to be coming up with option, a B and C, um, just in case plans fall through because they usually do fall through on set (laughs) and things change Um, i would also say don't be too stuck to the plan because when you get to set things change and basically the plan is there is kind of a blueprint and a backbone but a lot of times once you get to onset you find like better ways to do the scenes in general and better ways to do the stories. So definitely be open to that and uh, pursue that, you know, Um, there's always a fantastical idea of what the screenplay and what the story should be in your mind. But that is just a fantasy because when you get to set, that's where the rubber meets the road. And Mm. that's where the real film starts coming to be. So you can't get too lost in the fantasy of, Oh, it should be like this, this like idealistic mindset. You just have to work with what you have. Mm. Um, So those are, those are a few things. Also, I would say, if you are going to make a feature film, you better prepare yourself for possibly Mm. years of hard work. And so that idea and that movie (laughs) better be worth it. So, you know, I always say. I always say to uh, write the movie you want to see within the parameters of the story you need to tell. So good. It, can't just, yeah, it can't just be, oh, my motivation is I want to make a cool movie. Because at the end of the day, if every single thing goes right, that's all you'll have is a cool movie. You need to aim higher. It needs to be something that's going to really carry you through, something you're going to be passionate about. It needs to be about, I want to tell this story. I want to get this message out there. This is important. This can help people and that's what we did from the start and so when we had that as our motivation that's what got us through this five-year-long
0: process so good um so talking about the the pain and the long process can you tell us um at equal ends of the scale what was the best day of shooting and the hardest Uh, it's kind of a thing (laughs) i always ask directors and they always have an answer because they know like especially the pain part i remember this one <laughs> yeah, that just came in my head immediately <laughs> yeah, of yeah course. all right <laughs> tell us about <laughs> that
2: um well there was two days in general that stuck out as being the hardest one was one was uh, scarf's auditorium so at the end of space waves there's a scene where they're all in an auditorium and they're premiering duke skylanders film and uh it's it's a great scene and you would never know watching the movie that that was one of the hardest and it was the hardest because we were just we thought we were on top of things and then the timing was just the time was running out and the we didn't we didn't schedule it right we didn't plan for um we didn't plan for getting enough audience reaction cutaway shots Mm. so we're like cutting shots that we kind of needed Um, and then we, we were sloppy with, oh, we're going to set up a whole lighting setup on this side of the, um, auditorium, shoot a scene there or shoot it, shoot, shoot some shots. And then we're going to go back to the other side and then we realize, oh, wait, we need this at the other end again. And so we're burning away so much valuable time because we didn't, um, Mm. we didn't plan right. Mm. And it was just sloppy, and so we're running out of time, and we're cutting shots, and then um, that moment where we needed to shoot something back here again, then the DP and I were having an argument, and it was, like, getting pretty heated, and it was, like, in front of the crew members, (laughs) and so that was, it was really bad, because... The crew members are looking to you as the you know director and a DP and the producer to be this trifecta of professionalism. Yeah, and you creative. guys are the head for sure. <laughs> We're the head, and like we need to be the leaders. And so the crew is seeing all of us arguing and not being on the same page, and. It was it was horrible. I I we joke about it now because it's funny and you know obviously we're all good. And that was a big thing was like the next day. It's like okay, we all need to mm. make up and we all need to um, get on the same page again. You know, take take responsibility for like what went wrong and just move forward. Mm. But it was it's kind of funny looking back now. The DP and I joke about it, but like I had to say, I said I'm putting my foot <laughs> down. We're oh. doing this. Show. <laughs>
0: Oh no! I said that, and it was like
2: it's just funny because it, beca- it became this line. You know, I'm putting my foot down, but I had to say that because he wasn't listening to me, and I was like, "I'm in charge." Holding the card right yeah. now, pretty much. Yeah, I am so, the director. Um, yeah, so there was that, and then um the other, and so that was like an emotionally, that was like a very emotionally intense and relational difficulty kind of moment, and mm-hmm. then. um the other tough one was Samson's lot. So in the movie, they are hanging out at like just kind of this abandoned school parking lot, and they're shooting videos of Marvin and Joy running around in a shopping cart, and <laughs> then such they're a like great encountering
0: scene. yeah yeah
2: thank you yeah and they're encountering this homeless man that tries to like <laughs> touch his junk, and then yeah. they're shooting him with a paintball gun, and yeah, yeah all that good stuff I love it. <laughs> and um, that scene was so hard because like. It was like almost a hundred degrees, the dead of summer. Mm. And it was another thing where, you know, we kind of, we didn't really know how to schedule it. Right. It was the scene with like the most shots. And then we're realizing, oh, shoot, if we shoot this scene, then the shadows are going to be different. Mm -hmm. So consistency is off. And so you don't think about that when you're shooting a film. And it was like, oh, no. And so there was that. Then there was like one of our guys was out sick. So we were down a man. And then there was construction going on. And so Kelly, (laughs) the sound operator, was getting super frustrated. I know. I know that feeling, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she ended up like walking offset for a no. bit, which was oh, like, my
0: gosh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but she came back and she had a really humble moment and it was it was good. But that was like all this is happening, and then Connor, our DP, was like had a oh. fever, and so he was like laying against the wall and like <laughs> just like falling asleep. And so we had to have our second AC be the DP. And um
0: oh. <laughs> it was just wow.
2: It was so rough, and so um that was one of those things where we were just defeated before we had even started mm-hmm. you know and we andrew and i decided well, you know what we need to get pizza asap we need to get a cr- crew meeting and get people together on the same page again and um, we did these things called hype speeches and that was um, we basically uh, it was, it's funny, we had everyone sign up for a, a slot <laughs> on the on the production days. And so like every day someone would be bringing a hype speech and it would be something it would be something funny or something motivational or something heartfelt just to, like that.
0: That's so good. Yeah. yeah. And
2: it was awesome and it really helped us. Um, so we had to get together, have a hype speech and reinvigorate the troops, re-energize people. And like I was saying earlier, it always got to come back to the why, you know, why are we making this film? This film is going to be important and we are betting on the fact that this is going to impact people and it, it, it already has done that. So, um, so yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, and then, you know, that day started turning around again and <laughs> we just had an energy boost and we decided, you know, we're going to come together again. We're going to beat this challenge and, it's inspiring when everyone decides collectively, Hey, we're going to hold each other accountable. We're all going to work hard and we're all going to make, we're going to come together for this common goal. Um, so that's what we did there. And then, um, I would say for the best day on set was finishing filming at the radio tower. Cause not only was it a big challenge, it was very scary going up there and it was and the platform on top they're sitting on isn't just a total flat platform. It's like an X. So there's big holes. There's four big holes on the platform <laughs> that oh. you have to like traverse. Um, and your but actors it was were amazing. like,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they were all for it. They were like less scared than I was because right. I was like, I don't like heights and those. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, That was the best day because when we finally finished, you know, it was just this amazing feeling and um, we got to shake uh, champagne bottles and spray champagne everywhere. And so I recommend that for when you wrap any film, get some champagne bottles because then it really feels like you finished strong
0: (laughs) celebratory. That's great. So I have
1: a, um, like a question about the story and um, you, like there is so much fun that the story has but there's also like this melancholy to it and I mean you you, you touched on it you know just mm. because it's a friendship that's kind of disintegrating as people are maturing going their own ways and stuff so you make you make a decision as, as the writer to keep it more realistic in this versus than having like a fairy mm. tale hollywood-ish type of ending what um you know what yeah. just tell us maybe a a little bit about the decision of to keep it more towards the realism side versus going
2: the other <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was a lot of inspiration from um trying to fill a void and trying to it was like this is the movie i wanted nice. to see when i was in high school experiencing mm-hmm. this falling out and i never had a movie like this because yeah they're either well, I don't know, but like there's just so many movies in Hollywood where everything's wrapped up with a neat bow at the end and like, oh, they, they have an apology moment and then they get back together and they're best friends again. And it, it was like, uh, oh man, there was this movie called Kings of Summer, I think. And I was really into that movie until the very end where all of a sudden... They are in the car and then they flip each other off and then they laugh and they're like best friends again. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> it just it made I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm gonna diss that movie because it was it had these like it felt so realistic and so good mm-hmm. in the first half or the first, you know, two-thirds. And then Hollywood does this thing where they're like, Oh, okay. We need to make the audience happy at the end again. And they'll sacrifice the integrity of the story just to get a happy ending. And it's just, it just doesn't resonate. It's not something. It's also just. Uh, you know, I wanted to make a movie where people are going into the movie and then they're able to see their real life reflected in it and it's able to be a comforting movie for them. Because when I watched that Kings of Summer movie, I was feeling the, oh, the weight of the friendship disintegrating. And then at the end, it just brings it right back up again to like everything is fine and dandy. And I'm like, Oh, well, okay. I guess I can't relate to this movie anymore because my relationships, my friendships didn't, didn't just get wrapped up nicely again. Mm. So I didn't want to make a movie like that. I want to make something real. And there is the ending is, um, without giving too much away, but it's very Mm -hmm. bittersweet. And so there is still, there is still some sadness there, but there is also some goodness and there is, um, there's hope in like new life seasons and new friendships and new adventures. And so that that's that's kind of why I I, I wanted to make it much more realistic and relate. With well, people. and you,
1: you still get the sense that nice. they're going to be OK. You know, it's not you, we even yeah. though it's a it's I mean, it's a very realistic thing. And I think it, that's great because it then gives us something to relate to versus you know, oh well, all of my friendships when they disintegrate, they all wrap back up and everything is fine and happy-go-lucky again. Um But it, but you do get the yeah. sense, you know, as we see just the closing shot on the on the tower, or even in the the like the fast food restaurant, you know, where where they where they yeah, interact yeah. there. I mean, it's not you see hurt, yeah, yeah you meet see again. hurt, but it's not antagonism mm-hmm. there. It's just it's. Mm. we're kind of moving on we're beginning to move on and so that no it feels good i mean i and i totally get what you're saying about you know you almost disingenuous at, at times because we're going to take you on this emotional journey and then negate the pain and everything that went through just to make it happy again.
2: Mm. Yes, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um and just because it's a sad ending it doesn't mean it has to be a bitter mm. ending. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah um going to uh, stepping aside from bitter and sadness and i'm going to bring it back to how (laughs) on earth did you which is my setup (laughs) question and i think i don't think this is doing spoilers because the dude's in the trailer how does one go about getting joe rogan (laughs) into your movie (laughs) right right what's the story um
2: (laughs) (laughs) well it's like man people don't even believe this but the truth is we did not even know who joe rogan was (laughs) at the time of making. amazing i love that
0: that's even better
2: (laughs) it's crazy but um i just wanted to write this character who was pretty obnoxious Mm. and i kind of took inspiration from rex from napoleon dynamite who's the like karate instructor who just like thinks he's all that Mm. and um you know, nobody can nobody can top him. He's just so alpha. Right. So we had we had um, we just had the idea to have uh, the number one podcaster be the girthinator. And he's basically like this washed up like 80s action star. And uh, he. It's funny because Marvin and Joey's Space Waves podcast passes him on the charts, so of course he has them on his podcast as like a guest thing, and he's just like super passive aggressive towards them the whole time, and like, it's just, it's just so funny, you know, and it's funny to see Marvin and Joey out of their element and being guests on someone else's podcast. Um, and so that scene is really great because, yeah, it turns out, you know, the guy we cast just happened to look like Joe Rogan and, you know, Gerthinator's taking shots on the podcast. <laughs> and it's just really comical. But also what's amazing about that scene is that while the scene is comical, it kind of gets Mm -hmm. a little bit serious towards the end there because, you know, girthinator is asking them what are the plans Mm -hmm. for the podcast and where are you guys going? And Marvin's like, Oh yeah, we're going to keep going and all this. And Joey's like, well, I feel like we kind of did what we set out to do. And so then they're like, what? And they're having an argument on someone else's podcast live. And so (laughs) it can get, um, kind of tense. And it's, it's really, um, you know, I love that in multiple scenes of space waves, we tried to bring comedy as well as conflict, sometimes even in the same scene, which is really tricky to do, but I think we did a pretty good job of that in a handful of scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, your two main protagonists, your actors, you released uh, for those that haven't seen the film and want to kind of get an understanding of what they bring to the table. You released a clip, um, that there's no music it's just them having the talk of kind of going separate ways and it's yeah I, th- I was uncomfortable watching it because it was yeah no music it's just visceral it's raw it's like four and a half minutes static yeah and i was shot. like damn yeah. it's like so for, for one <laughs> you got to know your actors can do that because yeah, yeah. even the best actors like the triple A actors struggle with a large amount of dialogue and then getting it right, getting the temper right, getting the beats right as they mm. need to respond to each other. So it's not just spouting off dialogue. You can still act it, but it can come off sometimes like theater, especially in those uh, Cause it's like if you're in a theatre, it's a different feel to shooting theatre or directing theatre to actually shooting film. And I thought yep. it was wow, this is a really great scene. Great scene, great bit to kind of release uh what went through your mind and who were the actors like how did you grab them what's what's their relationship to the movie
2: yeah yeah so there's like two questions there um marvin and joey um andrew gabriel plays marvin and then rudy pankow from outer banks and uncharted plays um place Joey. And it's funny because this was his first feature film. This was everybody's first feature film involved and this was before he did Outer Banks and Uncharted. Ah. Um, So, he definitely (laughs) lucked out there. (laughs) Um, Pretty crazy, um, you know. And and then uh, Andrew Gabriel's like going on to do another film called Falling Stars, which went to Cain, the Cairns, Canes, whatever nice. you call it, film festival. Nice. So that's a big deal. Um, yeah. so their careers are going forward and that's awesome. Um, they were actually, uh, close friends before the movie started and they, they went to the same like acting studio and we're learning acting together. And we initially had another guy playing Marvin, but then he, he dropped out. That was one of my childhood friends who I was super close with. And he dropped out kind of last minute and that actually um, sent our relationship into separate ways for a couple of years because we... (laughs) It was it's crazy how like meta all of this is but um but yeah he, that that was rough he bailed on the project um and he had his reasons and we're all good now but at the time that was super rough so yeah, then bad, rudy geez. is still in the movie and then Ru- we're like rudy like do you know anybody and he's like yeah my great friend drew G- andrew gabriel who i do acting with you know he can come on so he came on and so that was amazing because these two characters or these two people have such amazing mm-hmm. chemistry as friends mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And then they come in and they're playing friends in the movie. And so it was tough for them um, specifically in that scene. You're talking about the argument scene. Yeah. Um, that is actually my favorite scene in the film. Um, so everyone should go check that out. Space Waves, the argument scene. Um, I can I stand by? Yeah, they had so much chemistry, and so it was very real for them to be pretending and acting that, hey, their relationship is like ending um, that scene. In particular is my favorite for many reasons, but, but it, I love that there's, there's like sections to it because at the, the first bit of the scene, Marvin is like recounting this funny story that Marvin and Joey had had. Damn. And it's a funny story, but it's also really uncomfortable because you're like, dude, he's like pissed at Joey and you know, he's pissed, but he's trying one more time to like bring back these fun memories. And Joey's just like kind of ignoring. Joey's him having on his none laptop. of it. He's
0: just like yeah, la, he's having none of it.
2: And so, <laughs> so it's really uncomfortable because the water is mm. boiling up, mm. you know. And then he he's like he's like, dude, like what's the deal? Like with the podcast, you act like you don't even care. And then Joey, you know, it starts getting to the conflict in the middle part of the scene where Joey's like, dude. The podcast is a dead end. Like, we need to move on. I don't want to just keep hanging around and messing around this rundown town. He wants to do other exper uh, have other experiences in life and move on. And he's trying to show Marvin that. And he is. Yeah, a lot of people just think, oh, Joey's just this, like, one-dimensional, like, jerk or something. But, like, it's really not true, especially if you watch the film back multiple times. Joey is very patient with Marvin and tries to drop many hints along the way that, like, there's more to life than the podcast, dude. (laughs) And so, um, Marvin's just still not hearing that. And towards the end of that scene, Marvin is like, oh, okay, you you don't want to do the podcast anymore. You just don't want to be my friend anymore. And Joey's like, dude, like there's so much more to their relationship than just the podcast, but yeah. they're just disconnecting and they just can't see it from each other's point of view. And so it's really cool as the audience to be able to see, you can see both of their perspectives, but they can't see each other's perspective. Um, and then a- as far as the... Um, shot selection that was the one scene that i was like really adamant on i want to do this one in a one take because i want to just trap the audience Mm. in a static tripod shot for four and a half minutes and um there's the the blocking had to be good and the framing and so like you have like this gestalt happening where it's like marvin joey and then there's a mirror where marvin is like looking at joey from the mirror basically So the, the composition of the shot looks really good. Um, and sometimes editing can be distracting if you're cutting between things and sometimes, um, like sometimes just letting things play out in real time, um, is more impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a scene in a movie called, uh, what is it? Me and Earl Mm -hmm. and the dying girl. Um, I never remember what the exact title is, but that movie. Uh, there is a scene where I saw that done where it's just like a static shot for multiple minutes. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh my gosh, like it was this really emotionally intense scene where you're just stuck on the tripod. And it was like so uncomfortable, but in the best way, because you're that invested in the, in the film and in that conflict, um, and so I wanted to replicate something like that, and um, really happy with how that scene turned out. And I
1: think you you did that a lot through the film. I mean, because and hearing their the actors' outside uh, their real life chemistry coming forward, like I didn't know that part of it. And so the thing though that was real throughout the entire movie mm. was their emotions, like felt really didn't feel like they were just acting. It felt like no, we're having we're elated at this point. And now we're heartbroken at this point. And so you, I mean, you you captured that well from your actors to get them to translate that. So, I mean, kudos. Good job on that.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, For our audience, again, where can we find it?
2: Yeah, so you can find it on iTunes, Apple, you know, uh, Google Play, YouTube and Amazon Prime. Nice. you already uh, got it on
0: all those platforms. So, good. yeah,
2: I got it on all those. Check it out. Leave us a review. That really helps and goes a long way for these, you know, small indie films like ours. Mm. And then um, be sure to check out Beast Mode, which is the making of Space Waves documentary. And it's actually a uh, where we've released e. it episodically. Oh, but cool. it's actually the length of like another feature. It's like an hour oh, wow. 45. <laughs> wow. And that was another <laughs> project that like we were making the whole time kind of <laughs> behind, behind the scenes, behind closed doors. We were making this epic um, full length, definitive documentary about the making of space waves. And it started as something very like, (laughs) oh, we'll make like a 15, 20 minute, like featurette. And then when all these conflicts happen and, you know, in this interview right now, we've just barely scratched the surface of like the amount of conflicts and things that went down, actors dropping locations, Mm -hmm. falling through camera (laughs) overheating lady sexually harassed my car um, getting, getting physically chased out of location just throws right.
0: that in there great
2: okay. <laughs> no i'm serious like the whole the whole experience is unreal so go watch beast mode the making of space waves that's on youtube and you'll see us talk about all these stories um, and then i'll plug one more thing which is my podcast it's called the spencer whiteout yes. podcast I ended up making a podcast after we finished Space Waves. I'm like, hey, maybe I should make a podcast. (laughs) Um, And it's just me. And that was the thing, because before I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to have someone on the podcast Mm. who's not going to be as passionate as me. And then I realized, oh, I'll just do my solo podcast and I'll bring on different friends and guests every time. And so on that, um, the kind of log line of that is collecting experiences as as badges, memories as treasures and stories as wealth. And so on this podcast, it's very it's very focused on personal life anecdotes, comedic stories, um, and it's just a fun it's just a fun show where um, we tell crazy stories. And so go check that out. And um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else, but thank you guys for having me on. It's been awesome to talk with you guys in, in more depth.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for your time. Chris, I can't see your face. Do you have any questions? <laughs> i disappeared
1: apparently from the video. I'm still here, I promise. <laughs> you, you, <did>. um, <laughs> you know, the, the only question that I have really, uh, Spencer, is uh, what's next? What's on the horizon for you um, as you've mm-hmm. got your first feature film under your belt? Now, where do you go?
2: That is the question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thanks thanks for asking me um, a live question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Where do you see yourself in front of you? So what's next is I'm really focusing on growing my audience through the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an exciting way for me to do something I'm passionate about. I love storytelling. I love hearing myself talk. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, putting together putting together these podcasts is awesome because I'm able to be consistent with uploading regular content. Um, it's an art form for me. I love putting together these uh, conversations. This This podcast is very... Um, while it's comedic and everything, it's also very serious for me because I'm, I, it's not just, oh, I get friends together and we just talk about random things. It's like, I have bullet points of, okay, you're going to tell this story and then this story will lead into this story that I'm telling. And so it's all very planned out and it's, it is a choreographed show. Right. And so I'm very focused on um building my audience there which can then hopefully be later um utilized and monetized whether that be through you know to try to crowdfund Mm -hmm. another feature film or to just put out something on my Instagram um hey like come be an extra in my movie you know (laughs) um so I'm just trying to build a network of people that are going to support me and support um the creative work I'm doing um I'm also doing um just writing more screenplays obviously I've got a few that are um, one that's done and I'm very confident about, and then a couple others that are in the oven right now. And so we'll see where all that goes. I would love to make another movie as soon as possible. It's also just, um, it's not starting from square one because we've definitely learned a lot and, and you know, know how to proceed on many levels. But at the same time, every project is going to be completely different. Um, the time in my life and the other crew and cast lives are completely different. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this the other day and the way space waves came together really was a perfect storm of all these um, different people's situations and life seasons and everything coming together um, in that moment. And so instead of trying to recreate that same thing again, I need to see what are the pieces that I have now and you know same for anyone making a a a feature film it's like really just analyze and figure out what are the advantages you have now in this season of your life that you can utilize to bring another movie to life and it goes back to that thing I was saying about not living off in idealistic land and fantasy land of oh it would be so great great if all this and this and this would happen it's like look at the real life and figure out what works in the in the here and now. And also follow me on Instagram at Spencer Whiteout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Spencer, thank you so much. I mean, this has been awesome to talk with you. Thanks for also for allowing uh, Ruben yeah. and I to both uh, view Space Waves. I encourage everybody to go check it out. iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Google Play. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun, uh, fun movie. Support the independent arts because this is great hmm. as my dog began to bark there and (laughs) that's great audio well anyway (laughs) spencer thank you again so much we we appreciate it and um yeah everybody check them out well now it's time for us to dive into our news and what we are looking forward to coming up this week uh ruben you want to kick us off with some of that news sure
0: and i should start yeah uh (laughs) Wow my brain is like please move the cogs forward see what it is is I've been doing a diet and then this whole week wasn't the diet and so now I have sugar brain fog my brain is like oh thank you for all the good stuff but now you're not allowed (laughs) to think so yeah don't do it people don't fall off the wagon I'm excited well, totally and the <laughs> nervous about what Amazon are doing because Amazon are spending a lot of money on big series. Uh, yeah, uh, we've, we've got a good omens. season two coming like, what I'm really excited <gasps> for. Oh, that's, nice. OK, uh, so, that, you know, that's a good thing. And then they generally do give series like two or three seasons before if they have to cancel. It's not working. They give it a chance. I feel mm-hmm. like more so than Netflix certainly mm-hmm. does with their track record of one However, <laughs> Blade Runner sequel series, Blade Runner 2099, has been officially ordered by Amazon. And I can already feel the hate from the internet because they hate everything. Anything with uh, yeah. established law. You know, people had mixed responses with Denis Villeneuve. Uh, he's 2049. Mm-hmm. I visually thought it was spectacular, but also quite slow. I've seen it the second time. and I was like, yep. It's still spectacular to look at, but I prefer the original. Um, yeah, me
1: too. Yep. Which I think I, is fine agree to say.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a series could really work.
1: Yeah. Do we have any information? I saw that this was that this was like it had popped up mm. um, on the internets There, but do we have any details? Um, I couldn't really find much. On it. I think it's okay. very
0: new. It's but it's okay. just it's been ordered, so you know, expected twenty twenty five probably.
1: Well, and you know, and given the track record of Amazon and the amount of money that they're willing to pump into things, yeah. that this has me, at least from an execution standpoint, it has me uh, like thinking positive thoughts about. Yeah, this, I mean, if they're
0: the, ma- if they're willing to spend three hundred million on Lord of the Rings, and then we yeah. have something that probably doesn't need nearly as much as that. Let's say a hundred million on a series. Because visually, that's where the, the money is going to go to making the city look so cyberish, yeah. cyberpunkish, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be, could mm-hmm. be good. Um, Marvel Studios has responded to backlash concerning Shira Haas as is- Israeli superheroine heroine Sabra in Captain America New World. Their quote is, while our characters and stories are inspired by the comics, they are always freshly imagined for the screen and today's audience, the filmmakers. Good. That's. (laughs) I was just like, once again, the Internet pisses me off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the fact, I
1: mean. This is the one thing, like, and I understand, I, I truly understand when you are very connected to the source material, where mm. you are a massive fan of that. That There is nothing wrong with enjoying that or that that's where you you started with it. That's where, you know, you could be the most knowledgeable person. That's outstanding. But you also have to understand that from the very get-go, yeah, the Marvel the Cinematic Universe yeah. has been the
0: Marvel Cinematic Universe. By but they, now, this isn't if something you've been watching new, from right? the beginning, you know it's different. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it it it, it retains some of the stuff, but they've also tweaked it. And I I don't know why would you be upset at this point. You know know what I mean? Or have you been angry just the entire time? And well, we'll just call you the Hulk then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Crazy.
1: Um. Well, you know, speaking of uh, of Marvel.
0: Mm.
1: Um this I, I don't know i don't know how it's fitting i don't know what's going on but it still put a smile on my face uh huai quan um who you know was uh data short round um yes and then made his resurgence in everything everywhere all at once yeah he is joining the cast of loki season 2 he is ah he is i've just I'm seen him so i've just seen
0: him in a photograph with Harrison Ford <gasps> they were hugging and i was just that just it was like okay, internet, screw all your bad stuff today. This wins. This wins.
1: Yep. I yeah. tot- wasn't that just a feel good type it, of thing? It oh, was my so good,
0: nostalgic, so, and so many years later, but still best buds. You know that kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: you know. And speaking of that, because that came from the D twenty three thing. Mm. Did you see the the video clips and the photos of um uh Imani? Is that her name? Imani uh, Valani? Uh, the 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 girl who plays Ms Marvel. Uh, nice her okay fangirling out just geeking out that's amazing Um, there was an interview with her on the carpet and they asked her who she spoke to or who she got to meet and she can't (laughs) even finish sentences because she's like the names pop into her head and she's like oh this and oh oh and amazing she it is, is like her character
0: it, from his Marvel. <laughs> totally, it's so pure.
1: It is. It was so awesome, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, we need to protect this girl, please from from the make her stupidness go to all of the, the press w-
0: stuff and and the internet." Yeah, keep, <laughs> yes. keep that.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a photo of her with um with Harrison Ford and um, oh gosh, there was there was like three or four other actresses there also, and I mean. If you if you look at her face, I mean like she's probably she's speechless. Like almost it looks like she's almost ready to fall over because again, fangirling out, and now she has met Harrison Ford and gotten yeah. a picture with,
0: with Amazing. Her it's just yeah, that's like
1: so made me so happy to see because that's what you want. I mean, when when our characters, when our actors are so excited by this, hmm. that means that you know they're they're fully invested in their character and they're gonna give it the best, they're going to make this, you know, they don't want it to, to bomb. They don't want it to just, they're not calling it in. They're not doing it just because this is a job. I mean, she, (laughs) uh, it was great.
0: Nice. Uh, I've got some sad and good news. Like it's a double whammy. So, okay. The sad news is HBO. Continues. It's nonsense and cancels their Constantine series, which the fans were really excited for. However, bad robot (laughs) which is the production company is trying to find a new home for it but in really good news keanu reeves is reprising his role as constantine uh uh, returning from like the 2005 (laughs) film which is one of my favorite supernatural films and just fantastic now i love the guy that plays constantine in the series does a great job and the animated series but i just mm. even though keanu reeves doesn't quite look like the character from the comics he doesn't have like the mm. bleached blonde hair and and isn't british <laughs> um <laughs> he still played that character so well i'm very excited to see keanu reeves willing to come back the fans have wanted this for years uh did you like the, mm. the film the, the movie uh,
1: it's been a long time. I remember enjoying it, no. but I couldn't I couldn't tell you specifics within there. It's like a um, repeat
0: for me. I watch it like once every couple of years. Just Oh, nice. Because, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I am going to have to rewatch it uh soon because when also, did you know the uh, the original director, the director from Constantine, Francis Lawrence, yeah. he's coming back to to direct this also.
0: Yeah, the there sequel. Is, so the team is back, which made yeah. so whatever made the film work them two together, there's a good chance if the script is good that this will work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's I think that that's outstanding. Yeah, um, I like me a little bit of Christmas movies. Do you like Christmas movies? Depends. Okay, well, I'm Christmas looking forward movie. to this one. I think this is I think this is going to be um, ridiculous. Yes, and I'm I, there I for know it. Know what
0: you're talking about? I think
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. discussing film um, had uh, talked about it first, and then I, it, I saw it a couple other places. But David Harbor yeah um, stranger things yeah, i mean that's uh, all we have Hellboy, to say which we don't Just talk about yet david right harper yeah david harper yeah. <laughs> yeah oh awesome well <laughs> yeah. he is starring in a christmas themed action film called <laughs> violent night
0: yeah and i it, love this it's
1: scheduled to arrive december 2nd oh my gosh it's gonna be so cheesy
0: <laughs> i'm i mean i even I, tweeted out this week move over avatar i'm going to watch this <laughs> it's it's dead dude what well then
1: the poster with him as just, I mean, it, it's almost like the bad Santa poster where yeah. he's just beaten up in a Santa yeah. Claus suit and it's all yeah, yeah. just gritty and everything. But I'm like, yeah.
0: It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm hoping it's like a, a diehard Christmas sort of movie with David Harbour. It could be I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they, just,
1: if they just embrace the action.
0: They need to embrace like like the 80s y- nostalgia action cheese to make yeah. it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: For sure. Yeah. Um, oh, fun. You watched this movie and I wanted to talk about how we both feel about this movie compared to the audience and Rotten Tomatoes. The, so so Rotten Tomatoes gave, well, at the time it was only 13 reviews, so not much, but 92% in the Rotten Tomatoes, the audience with 50, ra- 50 ratings, 89%. And I just like, I don't see what you guys saw at all. Um, I switched off fifty four minutes into the movie. I watched your review, and I was like, oh, "I bet he loves it." But you didn't. And it's called Do Revenge. Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, no, I, go for I'd it. heard I such good things about this movie, and I love that the one actress, Maya Hawk, I think she's, Maya Hawk, yeah, she's phenomenal in Supernatural. Like, honestly, one of the best things with the new characters. She's excellent. Stranger Things. Yeah. You said Supernatural. Oh, Supernatural. <laughs> A Supernatural series, Stranger Things. Yeah. Wow, well, my brain.
1: I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the sugar. That's yeah, it yeah, it is
0: absolutely <laughs> the sugar. Let's play with the sugar. I also, don't mind Camilla Mendez. She's in Riverdale, uh, one of the main mm-hmm. characters. And so seeing them together, and even the play on the story, reversing the revenge, you know, we've had those stories. Heathers, for mm-hmm. one, uh, worked yeah. incredibly well. The idea is there. I just getting couldn't get past just not liking the characters at all. Like, I know you're doing revenge, but I still don't like you. I know what you're trying to do, but I still don't like you. <laughs> well,
1: the thing that got me too was that, um, like I liked the premise. You know, it's strangers on a train, kind mm. of. I mean, it's a very loose interpretation of that. It's taking the taking at least the the threads of that, mm. and then um, you've got Mean Girls in their Heathers, like you had said, you know, there's this, um, the the problem that was there is that these characters, they're, they're bad all the way through. Yeah. Like, you you know what I mean? Like there's no redemption arc to these. You all, you think like, Oh, is somebody going to learn a lesson? Is there going to be no, no, they're, they're just terrible people. And you have two characters in this movie who are not the main characters, who are the only redeeming characters within there, but they don't have redeeming arcs. They don't they don't make people better even though they call people out on their crap. You know, because the people don't change. So you have um Sh- Rhys who was in um uh oh Ms. Marvel. Mm. Well, you know uh he was uh oh com- Comrade. Yeah. Um and then we have oh, sorry. I'm looking up her name so I can get it. It's um, Talia Ryder, who was in another Netflix movie. I don't know, a month or two ago, something like that. And um, they're the only ones that are good. Like the only the they and they call out their It just the movie is angry. The mm-hmm. movie is not funny. I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are humorous moments. Um, like I had said in my review that the – there's this – they don't take advantage of some of the situations that they create for the characters. Yeah. Like there's this one where – and uh, we're just going to talk spoilers a little bit here but – um, because the movie, you shouldn't watch it. But it, um, <laughs> the, the, there's a – in one of the revenge plots, they they put some stuff into food and it makes our characters act in a certain way. Now, first off, I already saw this happen in Yellow Jackets earlier this year in the series, so (laughs) it's not even a new concept. And (laughs) and I'm sure it's been done in other movies in in series before. But they – did you get to see the scene? Did you make it to this scene? Uh,
0: I got to there where she was putting the mushrooms in.
1: Okay. And so you have the characters reacting – the downside, which I—it's utterly confusing to me—they don't fully embrace this. They don't. This is the one moment within this film where you can have characters doing the most ridiculous things and it making sense and it working yeah. because they're under the influence of drugs. Yeah,
0: and, and they, they don't, embrace don't
1: that do, at all. do it. Ridiculous. No, it, it. I. It's just. Yeah. No. And I don't get. I am totally with you. I do not get. I just suddenly the, felt really the,
0: old and like what. Uh, everybody loves this film R- there are times i just like i don't get it i honestly don't get it
1: we'll see and 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 i don't think i don't think it's a valid argument for somebody to say well you're just not the right demographic yeah um for this because in a well-written story and a well-executed story everybody should be able to relate at some point to something in there
0: you Even know, coming of to, age, you know, we were all that age at one yeah, point. Like, if they're older, we exactly. should be able to relate to that,
1: uh, right? We've we've experienced, you know, good and bad times at, at some point. You know what I mean? Maybe not mm-hmm. fitting in or feeling like you're lonely or alone, or I, none of that translated. And that's there are where I moments.
0: Just uh, Camilla's character that they're, they're trying to get you to like her, trying to establish the fact that she was the one that was wronged. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the video that was leaked and there yeah. are moments where they're they're at the greenhouse area and she's like what did you find out oh, so i found this thing out she's like, oh, amazing but i didn't get screenshots and then she knocks her friend's phone to the ground and then um it's like oh but i did find this out and it's like, oh i don't like you but now I'm, now i like you and it was like anything that you were trying to establish of her being a good character as all Made that go out of the window. And that was just a throwaway moment. And I've thought to myself, that is what they're establishing is okay for a person that has been wronged. Then I'm not on board, like in a deep soul level. That is a person Mm -hmm. I can never relate to. I don't like you. I don't want to like you. You've ruined it just in a throwaway little moment. Yeah, it just, yeah, I was just like, nope, I'm done. Petulant child right there. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah.
1: Through everything. And, and the and the worst part is that they don't learn the lesson. Yeah. That's the... You...
0: I mean, phones these days, you know, a new Apple is a grand. And she might have all the money in the world to waste. But, you know, that the person that she was with definitely didn't have a lot of money. And the fact that that person went, oh, yeah, I'm still going to continue being friends with you, just speaks to her character as well. I was just like, mm. nope, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, I know. Anyway, talking about David Harbour. Yeah. Now we're talking about David Harbour and Orlando Bloom and Neil Blumkamp.
1: Wait, what?
0: Yeah. So Neil Blumkamp is uh-huh. doing an adaptation of Gran Turismo, the the car game. <laughs> yeah, and there is a story. What? But the story synopsis is actually quite good. You're like, well, how can you make a a, a game Mm -hmm. out of a car that go doing laps, right? There's no story there at all. In fact, the game, Gran Turismo, is just literally for people who are good at driving that buy that and like a simulator almost sort of game. Mm -hmm. The story is about a kid that is very good at the game. And that's Uh. where it comes in. And I'm like, okay, so now it's David Harbour. It's Neil Blomkamp, who's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. an da- adaptation of a game, but actually has a decent story and Orlando bloom. I am I'm down. <laughs>
1: that, now I'm
0: now I'm intrigued by right? this. Yeah, see, that's actually yeah. see. Why don't they do that more often with adaptations? Sometimes you can't directly translate it because it just doesn't work from video game to movie yeah. or TV series. Do what works. But, but you include the video
1: game in the storyline. Exactly. And that. then it can work. That's- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I kind mean, of definitely, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. I mean, it remains to be seen if it's going to be good, but at least it, you're starting now with something that that makes sense. Yeah. Versus, yeah. we have two guys racing <laughs> around a track. <laughs> you know, okay. I, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, nice. Can I talk about the greatest movie of all time? Uh, yes. So once upon a time, Jared Leto got the ability... Nay, the presence of mind to take on a role that is so groundbreaking that nobody can quite understand why it's good. People said it was bad, but they were wrong because it's morbing time. (laughs) (laughs) Morbius last week was number one on Netflix when it was released for a good chunk. And then even the week later, it was number two. I, so now people are saying it might get a third um cinema theatrical release, release? yeah okay. but even if it doesn't netflix released stats for it and the stats are ridiculous are, are
1: people watching people it? people are watching it
0: maybe maybe it's just good and we were all wrong chris maybe it's a damn I don't good think that's movie the case. i think it I don't might think be i case. think it might be gold and you know, Netflix cancel things everywhere. Maybe they can just spend 150 million and make a damn good series that they can cancel in season one, but we still get a a new mobbing time season of TV.
1: I don't. I, I mean, I can see, I can see the curiosity now of people who heard things about it, and they're like, "No, it can't be that bad, right?" But they weren't willing to spend the money to go and see it in the theaters, like I did, which was just a regret oh, you can
0: keep um, telling yourself all people are just watching it because it's good chris mm?
1: w- well this is true but i mean you know <laughs> like like they, i think curiosity is playing a big role in this that people are like huh is it and mm, mm, man possibly well netflix had tweeted out um <clears throat> The day, like at midnight, when it came, when it came out, when it arrived on the platform, they just said it's Morbin time, and I was like, <laughs>
0: amazing, what?
1: And then, like a little bit later, they tweeted out the poster, and it's like Morbius is now available on Netflix, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so
0: good for you for for <laughs> for
1: embracing that.
0: But <laughs> um, there's been <sighs> some date changes again. Star Wars. The next Star Wars movie is only releasing now on December nineteenth, twenty twenty-five. They don't have a title for it, but that's a long time for an official Star Wars movie. Uh, Ted Lasso season three was meant to come out this year, but because of extensive rewrites from Jason the Drew Deckers himself, um, that is only coming out like earliest winter spring next year. So I don't know what's that makes me sad. Yeah. I wonder, um,
1: I hope the rewrites are worth it. Like I hope that they that it that it's improving it and that mm. the show maintains you know the 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 heart.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh Patty Jenkson, Jenkins Star Wars Rogue Squadron has now been completely removed from the release day calendar. I don't
1: I That's unfortunate.
0: Yep. But on some good news. Uh, Yes, because there's been a number of other date changes again, like Craven and Madam Web, all of those like people Mm. are just pushing things apart because we don't actually know what's going on in the world. And it's a world's a scary place. I get it, people. Okay, but Pedro Pascal wants Nicolas Cage to join him in the Mandalorian. That is an official news story that he was quoted saying, I already suggested it. He said. Uh, I already said he would make a great Mandalorian. <laughs> I hate. I,
1: I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I want
0: to, Come on. Just, just one episode, even for one scene, him and like a Mandalorian uh, flashback or, or uh, off culture dude, like on an island by himself, like some planet that he just comes across to. And then that's what we see. Would be amazing to have Nick Cage in the Star Wars universe.
1: <laughs> they're drunk and trying to get over a wall. That's because <laughs> <laughs> they're using jetpacks and they're going them a together wonky.
0: on screen was just gold. I, I want oh, more. it was. I want more of that.
1: <laughs> it was. I'm just not sure. I like I it makes me nervous for what it would do just to fit it into um <laughs> into the Mandalorian you know but hey whatever that okay i'll watch yes absolutely i, I like the series so we're good there
0: <laughs> uh the big entertainment news this week well for me mm-hmm. it, it, um netflix is doing their ta global event oh, fan event okay september 24th and my goodness the stuff that we are finding out then uh is phenomenal, but there are going to be a few that you're probably very excited for. One particular section is the Netflix to Dumb Korea showcase. Mm. And there's stuff on there that I wasn't expecting to get news about. So Twentieth Century Girl, cool. All of Us Are Dead Season 2, we knew that was coming. Business mm-hmm. Proposal. DP. Why are they talking <gasps> about DP? Is that coming back? Is
1: there back? going to be a second season? I had
0: no idea that was even a oh, thing.
1: That was uh, harrowing, the first one.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, Glitch, yeah. which is a one I'm kind of looking out for. Oh. Hellbound, yeah. they've pro- pro- got proper news because we haven't heard anything about that for a while. Yeah. Money Heist career, I'm nah, ne- neither here yeah. nor, nor there about. Nah. Physical 100, Singles Inferno, Squid Game, so they're actually talking about it. Uh-huh. And Sweet Home, they've got news about that. And Ooh, the fabulous finally finally yeah so that is one section i know that you are looking forward to yeah and i'm trying to bring up the other section anyway you just need to go and look what they got coming because my word uh there is a lot and obviously your favorite series they're going to be talking about 1899 Ye- yeah
1: I because the, there's not a release date yet for it, but they they Netflix had tweeted out a um, an animated poster for it.
0: I think it's coming where, November, Chris.
1: I, 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 well, it's it's I know it's late this year. That, <laughs> yeah. That's what I know. I just have not heard an a firm date yet. Um, and everything I find just they haven't been able to confirm it just yet. But mm. oh, my gosh. No, it's I like knocking over children and ladies and Old people and basically anybody. Like I've get heard, out of my way.
0: I've heard some of the making of it and it's it's not using screen technology. Apparently what they've done to like they've they've spent a lot of time and money and effort on this series. And I'm yeah, guessing they, they have they have something to live up to because Dark is, you know, high regard highly regarded as one of the most intelligent series to watch and just mm-hmm. really entertaining. So and now they're contained to a boat, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that
1: yeah and from from the from the poster that we see my guess is that it has something to do with something at least similar to the bermuda triangle
0: oh yeah the triangle there in the poster yeah For sure. yeah
1: and so which lends that itself is...
0: again to some timey-wimey stuff or, uh, or it does yeah yeah which it is any kind of weirdness right yeah you can the, do whatever you like
1: in that. <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i'm looking forward to like i would drop everything else to just yeah to watch <laughs> that
0: so uh so what else do you got uh that's all the news i have okay so do you have any more news yeah i was just looking at the, the netflix to stuff uh yeah 24th of september Uh, But there's a lot they're talking about. Their movies, Extraction 2, Glass Onion, Gomera del Toro's Pinocchio, Heartstopper, Manifest Season 4, I'm kind of excited about, Shadow and Bone Season 2, The Witcher and The Witcher Blood Origins, they're going to be talking about, Mm. Valhalla and Vikings U. They've started filming properly, so I'm guessing they will have some information about that. Wednesday, they're going to be talking about and cyberpunk edge runners movie is listed in there which i didn't know anything about so maybe something is coming afterwards nice Mm. yeah lots on that day it's going to be a big and it's i think it's a few days from their various different sections like netflix korea that kind of thing they're breaking Mm. it up Mm. cool that's all my news should we do what we're looking forward to chris yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I've spoken a lot. Why didn't you start us off?
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you would mentioned uh Andor. So Andor comes out this week on Disney, which mm-hmm. I think I I think it's gonna be it has potential to be really good. From what I've seen, I'm very
0: And they're dropping like the first three episodes, so Which that's out
1: outstanding too. That's yeah. yeah. And from what I've heard that that's like uh, because it's story building so much that this is like this is a good move. Um I have seen some people who's who mentioned, like, why – I don't know why they just didn't make it a 90-minute episode. If you were going to oh, drop all do, three together.
0: Yeah. Like a feature nope. to start off with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, there.
1: Um, I, I really enjoyed this because I've seen the movies, and then I watched the the first part of the series, but Snobbacash. Oh, okay. um, season two is coming to Netflix this week. So, I'm – the – The movies, or excuse me, the series is basically like a rehash of the movies, just um, changing some characters and stuff. So, but it's high energy, it's stressful. So I am uh, I am looking forward to that. Mm. There is the one that we mentioned uh, last week, I think. Thai cave rescue.
0: Yes. And
1: excuse me, this is. This is curious, just because we've already had 13 lives mm. on Amazon from mm. Ron Howard, which was spectacular. And this is a series, and I believe it's it's focusing a lot more on the boys um, that were trapped inside the cave versus the outside trying to get to them. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> like, I'm on the fence. I Like, I, I'm curious about it, but I'm on the fence just because we've already seen the story now. And so it's, you know, not only play out in real life, but then play out in a dramatic sense. So it'll be, I, maybe, I'm going to give it a chance, see what it's like there. Um, Yeah. Uh, what else, what, what's on your list? Yeah.
0: I got um, it. Full Metal Alchemist, the final alchemy, the third part in the trilogy that they've oh. been adapting from the anime. And considering mm-hmm. number two was better than the first part, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe Ooh. that they really kind of finish strong on the third part. So I'm hoping that is the case. Uh, nice. Then also, Lou, a film I'm oh. really looking forward to. I, I'd really, I saw the trailer and I just thought this looks excellent. I'm hoping that it sticks that suspenseful. Yeah. hmm A film I'm a series I'm not looking forward to because of the the content, but it looks like it could be good. Is um, Dharma? It's got it like a subtitle to it monster the jeffrey dahmer story
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm. this is with uh evan peters mm. as playing jeffrey dahmer which is which is crazy also because there is a jeffrey dahmer um documentary coming out in like early october Already uh, on uh, netflix yeah they
0: they do a lot of these man like back to back so weird
1: yeah so this'll
0: this'll be weird, right? I don't mm. know. Will be weird. Um. There's a few others, but like neither here or there that I'm I'm not sure if I get to.
1: Hmm. There's um. There's one that I found out. Um. And I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but on Peacock coming this week. Okay. It's called Meat Cute with yes, Kaylee Cuoco and Pete it. Davidson. Yeah. Okay. So that's this week. Um. There is there's a new uh movie coming to Shutter and they they bill them as their originals just like Netflix does where yeah, they yeah. you know they, they purchase the them and they
0: yeah.
1: yeah they buy their distribution rights. Well, it's called Raven's Hollow. Mm. So, I haven't watched this yet, but I am I am looking forward to checking it out. Um some of these that Shutter has they they're, they have an independent feel, maybe a yeah. slightly lesser budget
0: type yeah. of feel to them, which more indie, yeah.
1: Yeah, which I don't I don't I don't say this is a negative by any means. I think mm. that this is, you know, it's kind of cool. Um and within horror, I think that that element can really work.
0: Yeah, it can do. And yeah. So,
1: mm. yeah. Um there is a action drama coming to Netflix at the end of the week called Athena. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this. I have the screener, right.
0: but I'm you, Oh. I'm Yusuf, waiting. I don't have
1: the screener yet. Um <laughs>
0: I'm sure they'll drop.
1: He, yeah, it is um it looks intense. Mm. Like just the building of it's a clash within this city area um and mm, yeah, anyway. It, it it look it does look intense. Um do you have more
0: on your list? I'm just trying to see what's happening at the cinema because like I said it's uh, <laughs> all over oh, the place.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and is is um, "Don't Worry, Darling" opening for you guys this week? Uh, yeah, I don't it even is. know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, twenty third okay. of September. Yeah, it's opening opening here also. Um, the drama around the movie. Yeah, it's feels like it might be feel a bit yeah <laughs> more interesting than the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So Um, I didn't get a chance to see a screener. I'm
0: excited to go and watch Avatar. I think I'm going to go do that. They're releasing it at the cinema with 3D again. And I kind of want to watch it in 3D because it's my only experience of 3D being good. All the others have been. eh. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that Cameron's been tweeting this week trying to get people to understand that (laughs) 3D isn't gone. It's not gone. And like, no, it is. In my cinema, which is my local main cinema for a fairly big city, we haven't had a single 3D showing in years. Like, they just don't put it on. It's not worth them. They don't get their money. People don't go and watch them. (laughs) So, it is. But for his films, they work. I'd go and watch Mm -hmm. his films in 3D, if that makes sense. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I had forgotten that uh, that Avatar is re-releasing this starting this week. So, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, there is one coming to Netflix, and I don't really know because it – at first I thought it was one thing, and then – I'm not sure it is. It's called The uh, the Perfumier. Um, uh, yeah, The Perfume, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's a police detective tries to get back his girlfriend as well as a sense of smell as mm. he gets help from a perfume maker who used deadly methods to find the perfect perfume. Mm. So I, I read a book um, – Gosh, what was, I want to get the title of that right. Um, uh, the Perfume, the Story of a Murderer. Um, and I don't know if you've, have you ever read that book before? No. It's, uh, it was actually made into a movie, also. But it's this dude um, who is, he's born with like a phenomenal sense of smell. Mm. And um, he kind of goes mad. <laughs> and it just him him trying to perfect, and what he does is he he takes people,
0: <laughs> okay, and
1: is able to capture something yeah, to make this scent, which is just it's disturbing and wrong. Um, but it sounds like this is taking some of that inspiration there, um, to to build on this story. It's uh, I think it's German this one. Yeah, it is German. So it has at least it's piqued my interest there because I like uh, mm. the content that uh, the Netflix grabs from Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Nice. But it comes out this week.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That, oh. that is everything.
1: Okay. Well, then, hey, we'll wrap it up. We thank you for listening. You can always tweet at us at best we watched. Uh, also, don't forget about our Patreon opportunities at patreon.com slash the bearded ones mm. where, um, Every bit of support there helps. It helps to offset the cost of this production. Um, And we, in return, provide you with uh, exclusive video nonsense uh, (laughs) from rankings and spoiler discussions to uh, joke offs and um, just stories about cinema and life. So uh, we invite you to check that out. Uh, Please rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts. That really helps us out as well. And uh, like, share, and subscribe. Head over to YouTube to check us out. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. And with that, we will see you next week. Take care.